Note to self, if an irradiated man who happens to be like the third copy that you've run into ever tells you, don't go in there, don't go in there. The Redacted Files is an actual play podcast. Ooh, and an actual 20. Is anyone just a little discomforted by the fact that she gets so excited with a natural 20? With tales of horror and suspense. And he wishes you a good afternoon. I go home to the nightmares I will inevitably have. Told one bad die roll at a time. That's your attack? Yes. <laughs> Stop laughing at us. Visit us at theredactedfiles.com where you can give us a listen or join us in telling the next story. You can investigate or you can go down the stairs. I think we'll go. <laughs> Do you guys think we'll go? I, th- I think we'll go. Hey, this is Ross Bain with Roleplaying Bubble Radio. This is RPPR episode 128, My Player's Keeper. Uh, relationships between player characters in game. That sounds fascinating. All right. It got weird. All right, we have Tom, Sean, and... Me! Foss! <laughs> there we go, Foss. Uh, dun, 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 dun. The Smith third wheel, who's been show. so kind to show up again. Yeah, it's always yeah. fun. And it a is? purple shirt, no less. Uh, nice. And special shout out to the Redacted Files, who that intro you just listened to, I put, played a little promo ad for them. It was great. It was, it was, it was amazing. You haven't heard it, but thank you well, for that. You ruined it. Whoa! <laughs> we're trying to, we're trying I parted to... the veil. Look behind the curtain. Yeah. Dang uh, it. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in this episode, we're going to be talking about um, relationships between player characters, how it can be help a game, uh, how it can contract if you get too carried away and, you know, one on one scenes and Roy, that kind of thing. Right, yeah. um, right. But, you know, finding the balance uh, in all things. Talk about some of our recent games. Find uh, the middle road. <laughs> find the middle road. Uh, oh, dear. So uh, we also have some news first. Uh, obviously, the Red Market's Kickstarter is coming May 23rd. Uh, but before then, uh, like RPPR B-Size Volume 3 Campaign Crypt is Yay. finally out. Oh, dear. Uh, oh dear. So this is a collection of 20 games uh, available for $20. Uh, if you're an AP hound uh, completionist and you need yeah. a, your if you fix. Get, if you want to get some Tom games on. Yes. Uh, the, <laughs> I call this campaign Crypt because these are four campaigns that have never seen the light of day. Oh, uh, two of them were one sessions, uh, one session each. Uh, were they intended R- to be full campaigns? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. RJ, he just kind of. If mm. you like run a campaign, it just like runs to the ground. It goes. B-sides. If you run a game and it's complete shit, uh, it goes B-sides like two shifts later. No, they're... they're, they're, they're um, <laughs> like, for example, I ran something a while uh-huh. back, and it's going to be like volume four or five. So <laughs> You don't great. know that, Sean. I, I may have, <laughs> no, I'm psychic! It's not, all, it's not all shit. Actually, one of the campaigns on there I was quite proud of. Uh, yeah, so we it. have your t- your Heroes of Cephas, uh Pathfinder campaign that I had a lot of fun in. We've Which, talked about it before way, on the, the podcast. We talked uh, about actually resurrecting Yeah, that. so now you can, you, well, first, yeah. Now you, you can, can see what the original run was like. Uh, yeah. Tom's four-session Mutants and Masters Fuck campaign. that. <laughs> God! Uh, and then uh, we've also talked about this before in the podcast for you uh, hardcore fans out there. And uh, we've also, RJ's tried to start a Pathfinder campaign. He also tried to start a Mutants Mastermind campaign. Each went one session. Uh, we also have some Gen Con games from 2013-2014. Uh, we also have our bat, our, our bat, best last hope 
Uh, I'll watch out of that. Uh, it's an indie storytelling kind of game. Oh, GM-less. We got more um, games than you can shake a barbed wire covered uh, stick. A in. game of Fiasco from last year. Oh, starring Fiasco. God, I might actually. Uh, oh, um, yes. Um, yeah. more, you get more Thad. You get more Thad. No, Fiasco. Uh, Holy shit. I, have to, I, I probably have to hear this. It is. Um, it is. It was a shorter game. Uh, less than two hours. <laughs> Very wow. short by our standard. <laughs> uh, but uh, I had some fun with it. Uh, and so it's on there. So there's 20 games. You get the full list uh, on there. I'll have the link by the time you see this. Uh, Hip hop. So uh, that's it for news. Unless there's any thrilling intent, third wheel. Uh, Okay. So again, is it, should I say thrilling intent or third wheel? Uh, thrilling intent, probably. Thrilling intent. Okay. In, in the future, we hope to branch out and create more things, but for yeah. now, we a just make thrilling wheel? intent. Uh, yeah. Well, there are already four of us. So, so third wheel is the big sense. thing, and thrilling yeah, yeah. intent is a thing under yes. the big thing. Okay. Yes, exactly. All right. So thus thrilling all, intent. Anyway. Thus, thrilling all, intent. thus always to things. Yes. Yeah, thus always to I things. I did actually start an I think uh, Plato yes. said that. I'm going to be listening to uh, it. But anyways, is there any thrilling um, intent news? Aside from go watch it, no, I don't think so. I will link on YouTube. Yeah, I'll be doing a, a live stream. Well, actually, we will be doing a live stream. Uh, later this month, we will be playing Tenra Bancho Zero. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a Japanese role-playing, tabletop role-playing game that was translated into English. Super weak. Uh, not not, 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 not like the Maid RPG no. or anything. No, that, Maid that. was written in English. It is a fan I thought that was actually written in Japanese. No. I'm I pretty sure. I, was, Maid, I heard it was translated. But uh, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's, I'm sure there are a whole forum that's very like, to it. Yes, science, fantasy, like sci-fi and yeah. magic, and yeah. it's okay. basically the riffs of table. it's like so. Tenor Metal Bancho. Gear Rising Revengeance. Okay, so Tenor Bancho Show is game. anything fucking goes. Yeah, and uh, the books look really nice. I've seen them. They come in like a slipcase, yeah. like the art hardcover. I mean, yeah, well, it's oh, wow. anime art. Yeah, it's all well, the same. There's, like, there's like manga. Anime. Yeah. yeah, there's like manga in the rule book explaining yeah. the rules. It's pretty. That cool. is awesome. Yeah. It Actually, is. No, it's a. It looks very slick. It's one of those games I've been tempted to get up in on the fence because it's kind of expensive. Yeah. Now we have someone it's like sixty or seventy dollars. But now that we it's have someone, that we have yeah. someone that has access to it. So yeah, I will make the statement yeah. if you can get this for RPPR. Ooh. Well, I actually, will are, you, are you playing? It? Or are you playing? Uh, I'm playing in it. Okay. Yeah. And Holy shit! Brennan Williams, Shogun of the Row, will also be playing in it. We Ooh. thought it was apt because he plays a Kabuki-themed wrestler. <laughs> in, Damn! In, and what, what yeah. day is this? This will be the last Saturday Sergeant of the month Kabuki-man. of May. five. May. I will May. need to yeah. listen to this. All right. Holy shit. Uh, I'll try to put awesome. a link. Yeah. Uh, thrilling and chance. The, awesome. the live stream. Uh, hopefully I remember that in the show notes. Uh, if not, you will. Bitch at me in the comments. You will. <laughs> we will <laughs> remind just bitch you. Bitch at me in the comments. If um, we remember. Does it happen anyway? I will remember. It always <laughs> does. Usually when you get something about guns wrong. Uh, okay. I'm what? looking forward to when I do a Warhammer 40k RPG because I know <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to get all of its intricate lore <laughs> so correct. They'll just be amazed. Be like, Ross, you got everything right. You got everything Ross, right. when you run yeah. it, you do realize I've got your back. I, I don't. Don't include a single gun <laughs> in the campaign. reasons that you, we play You're all pacifist. You negotiate. Later, Ross. Like, dude, yeah. make make peace, not war. Yeah. Ross, you can explain later why I have your back for forty k. I, I don't. No, um, I, <laughs> no. To be honest, I am tempted to just be like, "Fuck the lore." I'm gonna like <laughs> deliberately get things wrong. Just to fuck the I know. Now I that know. I've said that, though, am I gonna do that or is it oh, just hey, Ross, no, Ross? You gotta listen. Like, we all we all play pacifistic orcs. Yeah, Ross, you're gonna yeah. try, and I'm gonna help. No, I'm definitely gonna do gonna only fail, war, but it's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm gonna do so, only war first. Uh, I would, I, and I'm gonna I, pretend it's. And again, mash, for reasons so. you know, I love that. I'm fucking yeah. there. Yeah. So. No, no, we will do only war. Uh, I'm trying to learn a lot of new systems. If we have time during this episode, but anyways, we should that. probably talk about the main topic. So, Foss had oh, the idea God. for this. So, can you explain some of your thinking uh, behind? Really yeah. Quick? So, 
The topic for this episode is relationships between player characters. Yeah. Uh, this is something that's been on my mind recently, and I've been talking about a couple, uh, talking about it with a couple other people. And it's, I don't, I haven't really had a lot of experience with addressing it or GMing it. Uh, I think I'm fascinated by how relationships between players can affect the narrative. Uh, yeah. It can be positive, it can be negative, uh, and regardless of positive or negative, the narrative shifts to accompany this new relationship mm-hmm. because then they'll like they interact with each other differently, they'll interact with other players differently. Uh, and also I should clarify, this is, uh, strictly speaking, relationships in-game. Yeah. Uh, but of course this can also be influenced by relationships out of the game. That is very important. Yes. Yeah, there's always very this, important the, what we call the social contract gaming etiquette. Yes. And just... Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before, years before in the podcast, the geek social fallacies, if you've heard of these. Um, they're, they're kind of these, these uh, look at them, they're very, very like insightful into geek culture and some of the social fallacies we do, which is like, if you're a friend, we should do everything together as friends. So like, <laughs> oh, um, the common thing is like, we're friends, so we should play tabletop role-playing games together, even though you hate them and you always sabotage my game because we're friends. Uh, uh-huh. so, so I'm going to be yeah. a... Blunt. That's why it's called a social fallacy. You know, I'm going like, to be a blunt savage about this. Yeah. There is one version of this entire aspect that needs to be addressed. Okay, and that is uh, personal. I mean, lowercase romantic. When I say it, romantic relationships between player and GM. Okay, uh, you <laughs> bring your girlfriend or boyfriend into a game that fucks up the game. I'm going to be blunt about this. Okay. Okay. Um, if you have, like, I remember. Hand- yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> like we're not going there. Uh, we're not going to go there, okay. but he, uh, he knows. I'm just going to say. It's know. a test of the relationship, I think. Uh, well, no, it's also the fact that you do tend to favor, like, I ran a game, my ex-wife was in it, and yeah, uh, yeah I favored her on most of her decisions. Okay, fine. Damn it. Jeez, Sean. Well, that's why, that's why I'm saying it's a test what? of the relationship. Okay. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, no, it, it does. I mean, it creates a, a, a very problematic situation. Um, so it's like my personal recommendation that you're running a game. Your current significant other should not be in it. Um, hmm. I think it's a case-by-case basis, I, could, I mean, it could work out. It can yeah. work out. I, I th- yeah. I mean, uh, It's just an issue of when you're, like, when you're new in the relationship. Oh, no. Yeah. The, oh, hell no. No, no. no. Uh, should not be in there. It's if, a, well, that's what I mean by it's a test. Like, right. can you separate each other exactly. enough to, uh, like, I'm playing a game and I'm going to be competing with you in some sense of the word. Yeah. Right. So, so like, I so, can't just favor you while we're hanging out with all the friends. It's right. like any other so, team. So I'm starting to go heavy yeah. right off. But let's let's be. Yeah. It's an it's like the elephant in the room. Okay. I mean, yeah. you have to deal with this. So let's sure. like, get it out of the way before we get to like the more subtle. I mean, that, that is things. a big thing. Um, because I think we've had examples of that on RPPR, uh, certainly like, I've um, not been here for that. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, we're, we're like most recently the, the, I think the last game we had that was like the mask. Of the well, they were both, um, players on that bill and Melissa, uh, but Caleb ran a whole campaign with uh, Sarah. So, I was saying uh, the, the issue, the bigger yeah, issue. Yeah. if you're both players, it's not that big of an issue. No, no, it's not. Uh, no. And, but on the other hand, if one of you is running the game. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have a fucking issue. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. It's going to happen. Uh, I gonna- think the th- the key is if you can play together like Mortal Kombat uh, <laughs> and not get mad at each other. Like, Are you or saying Monopoly? Like, uh, or Monopoly. Oh, Damn Monopoly. it, you beat me to yeah. it. All right, Monop- Monopoly is the game that destroys relationships. No, I mean, not quite no, like no, that. Wait, wait, wait. It's mean, there, not, not quite diplomacy. There's one other. Well, people well, actually play Monopoly. Ready? Brace yourself. Okay. Risk. 
Risk? I haven't risk? played much Risk. There, uh, actually, I got told by a police officer. Um, more relationship. Uh, there are actually domestic violence issues that over are centered risk. over risk and monopoly. Okay, because yeah, those are games everyone plays. Like, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so larger, diplomacy only weird nerds play. and people get honest. butthurt. And it happens, yeah. okay? Yeah, yeah. No, that so makes sense. It's just, it's it's not as bad as say Monopoly because it Monopoly is explicitly competitive. Mm-hmm. Risk uh, or oh, sorry, risk is not game. fucking competitive. No, no, no. I'm I'm comparing it to like a role playing game. Yeah. A role playing well, game is I mean, not strictly competitive. Is it role playing games? Yeah, okay, yeah. Role playing games are not as competitive. But you know what? If, if you play enough, you know that it does go there. Sure. And there are issues that come up, and. Um, if you have a deep personal relationship with somebody, and it has to be strong. Yeah, no, it, you know, a deep, strong personal yeah. relationship with somebody, and your characters are at odds, it can get weird. Yeah, there's also the other issue where it gets lovey dovey and weird. Yeah. So, um, Speaking of lovey dovey, here okay. we go. So back on back on topic. Uh, <laughs> there was a uh, is it out the Dungeon Crawl Classics thing? Yes, yes it is. Brandoline In fact, Lott, by yeah. the way, that yeah, yeah. specific relationship you're addressing. Is uh, a fan favorite. Is it? <laughs> yes, that's it amazing. is. Read yeah. the fucking reviews, pals. Yeah, that's awesome. Read but the comments, man. I, I try. I try. But yeah, no. Uh, that that was actually one of the relationships. So this is Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, Brandolin Red. I yeah, think. Brandolin yes. Red. Yeah, they, yeah. they served Brandolin Red. They yeah, served yeah. Brandolin Red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. This relationship between Mip and Pauline. This oh, is uh, this one was... of your peasants and one of Caleb's peasants. Yes, uh, and it was a for, it was a forbidden relationship. It was an elf and a halfling. Yes, uh, you were the halfling. halfling. I was the gnome. Right. I can't remember. I was. I, I was don't think small. no. There were dwarves. There weren't gnomes. I don't uh, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was... must have been a halfling then. Yeah, it was halfling. It was okay. halfling, dwarf, and elf, and human. Yeah, yeah. No okay. gnomes. Yeah, I hate gnomes. Yeah. Anyway, that's second ed DNA thing. <laughs> you know anyway. Least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. This is that was something that I'd actually been considering because it was it ended up going. Fantastically, yeah, uh, and it was completely unscripted. Like I had no idea Caleb was going to do that, uh, and he he like really took the initiative on it. And once I figured out what he was doing, I was like, "Yeah, I'm in. Let's do yeah. it." Uh, and I think something that struck me is one of the reasons I think it worked so well is because the game was comedic. Yeah, it was the game was a largely uh, revolving around having a light tone and being humorous, despite the very obviously life-or-death situations that we were <laughs> yeah. put in, uh, as could not be made clearer by the uh, mechanics of the game. Uh, well, and to be fair, that's uh, partially also like the GM choice. In terms of Dungeon Crawl Classic, you could run it straight in grim dark and that kind of thing. All right. Uh, no, but, but the players... I'm, I'm going to be honest. Players yeah. in, a, in a DCC grim dark kind of situation are going to go comic. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm no, it, I think that. that depends on the group. There yeah. are the... Yeah, I think... Okay, fine. Especially when I'm, when I'm walking around with four, you know, expendable meat puppets. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I'm I, saying I, the... Uh, but that's a As game somebody choice. else who's in that game, I mean, I specifically d- designed a character to get killed. Right. And that failed. But, but um, not every group plays it that way. But I'm saying, like, the yeah, yeah, actual relationship yeah, yeah. between, uh, you know, Mip and... What, uh, what was the other name? Pauline. Yeah. Mip and Pauline was... Uh, Actually, being there while 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 it was going on, you saw the fire in our eyes. It was beautiful. <laughs> no, um, it was actually re- it was played up for straight up laughs. Yeah, and yet there was like it was actually well developed. Yeah, it was good writing. Um, okay, I know I've like referred to this in a previous RPR about lazy writing. Uh, they actually it wasn't just oh they happen to have a relationship. It was played up well. Um, it played it for comedy. It played it for game effect. 
it went across the board and it was great. Right. Um, it, uh, it actually had. Well, an why, don't we, why don't we talk about how that came about? So, like, uh, Faust kind of started with like. Uh, I can't remember exactly who started. Was it was it, it you? Was Caleb. It was Caleb. Caleb threw this idea at you. It uh-huh. was they had the court. It was yeah, he yeah. said, "Oh, we're in a forbidden relationship." Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, what happened is, as I remember it, is I named the character Mip. Yeah, and then Caleb got excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Once I heard you call him Mip, yeah, the man's like, got some weird fetishes, yeah. folks. Yeah, yeah. I want him now." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then Paul uh, he jumped in with Pauline, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. I see what he's going for. Okay. Yeah, let's let's play this up." So I think that's the, the I think that kind of is, is an example of like how good player relationships work. Is that one player comes up with an idea that. Uh-huh. Can be batted back and forth exactly, and then the other player takes it, and then it's like a game of tennis or something. Where like, here's this idea, uh, yeah, yeah. relationship. Okay, well, how about this? And then like back it. Yeah, so maybe some, not too much. It's, time. it's scene building. I not mean, too basic much. Improv. Otherwise, yeah. you might get two ex Mormons who are magicians. Well, I mean, that's where it goes well, wrong. I think. Okay, so sometimes it happens spontaneously, and it's wonderful. And sometimes two players sit down at the beginning of a campaign. They're taught, you know, they've heard about the premise, and they go, "Hey." Do you want to create team characters? Right, right. exactly. They, I they mean, come in with a relationship. Okay, okay. I'm going to do something, and Ross can be pissed. Um, there was one good thing Palladium did. Uh, Wait! Like, bear with me! No, it's, it's not disgust. It's a look of... It's more like Ross is like... Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't kill in the, the levels TMNT like that. In the of the strangeness setting... Yeah, there was a possibility of creating team characters. You, oh, yes, right, right, right. you get like bonuses for this. But the idea is that characters are family or related somehow. Interesting. You no, know, it's actually well, no. Cool. It was it was like if you were all the same type, you could all have the same background. Like if you're all the same type of animal. Basically, you, it was a th- it was a set of rules to thematically recreate the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. <laughs> it's because and, the idea yes. is. And you get bonuses for it. We will, we, yeah. we will give you rewards if you do this. <laughs> with it, with, so that they're trying to repl- replicate a particular, very, it's, very particular genre. And for the record, that has created some beautiful uh, fucking. Role so, like, the idea is, you know, you all train together, so you all gain additional skill bonuses yeah, and yeah. shit like that. Oh, like, like, so, you're all um, physically, you're all actually I, uh, genetically related, so you get yeah. attribute bonuses. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was actually okay. So I'm, That's interesting. I, 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 I'm yeah. not being an apologist. I'm saying that aspect was really cool. Look, the, the, the <laughs> team system had a lot of interesting ideas. I mean, the main thing system. What the main reason why, of course, because it, it wasn't designed by Kevin Simbieta. Uh It was designed by Eric Wujic, who also did Amber Diceless, who was uh, an amazing but, person. By uh, yeah, that's and, so why I think the animal mute animal creation. Yeah, because it was that was it was a point spin system, anyways. Uh, it wasn't so, random. Role I'm just saying, like, insanity. I'm not being an apologist. I'm saying, well, that, here is a special dynamic that right. I felt was wonderful. Right. No. Um, so yeah, you you could do uh, that as an improv thing, like with Mip and Pauline. You could do right. it as like a but, specific plan thing. But um, players can actually sit down and yeah. say, "Hey, what's our group dynamic? Let's talk." This right. I think that, I think right. players should do that. No matter what, if they're starting a campaign. Yeah. So yeah. for example, I, oh my right. god, if there's no. If you know, the, if there's just like, all right, we're starting it, 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 it starts boring. Yeah, I think what we do for a lot of campaigns now is that we talk about it before we start so that everyone has an idea of what the campaign is mm-hmm. and like what your character should mm-hmm. be. And like every other player knows what every other character is, so we know, like, oh, we, we need. Uh, we need a scientist. We need like a uh, a gun guy. We a forger need, sniper. We well, yeah, need, yeah you forger. always need a forger sniper. Yeah. that was a, that was I think a mistake of us not doing yeah, that. Not doing quite a well. one shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we've talked about that. Uh, that's just not understanding the mechanics and theme as well. Um, 
So, but yeah, I mean, the, there have been times where this hasn't worked as well for you. So, uh, I think, haven't you? Or possibly, yeah. Um, but, there's, uh, I wouldn't say not worked as well because, like, that was one of the only instances in which uh, I think. And again, coming back to the comedic thing, I think that was one of the only instances in which a relationship escalated to like uh, the romantic side of things uh, and was received well and also like played out well. Uh, oh no, it was beautiful. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, sorry, <laughs> it was great. You guys did great. Uh, so. But yeah, other times I find it, uh, I find it like in a more serious game, like uh, or in a more longer running campaign, mm-hmm. I find it more difficult uh, to wrap my head around how I should approach uh, doing a relationship with another player, like another player character, either in a romantic sense or in a less than platonic sense, uh, nope. just because it's True. it. Like I said, it would shift the narrative. You would have to... Suddenly, there is this new aspect to your character, both of your characters, that influences how they interact or should interact with all the other players. Right. Uh, and also, it would change... Like The way I view um, like a session is like in screen time. Yeah. Like it, it would change the screen time or the tone of the screen time that everybody's character gets. Like, it... You'd have to work to incorporate the relationship into the limited amount of screen time that you have while still advancing the plot, while still also, excuse me, while still also hitting all the beats you want to hit for your characters. Yeah, because, like, I mean, what happens? Yeah, that's a very good point. So actually, if you have character perfect, A actually. Uh, and B, and then suddenly their screen time is not only that they have to spend their screen time for A plus B as well as A by themselves and B by themselves. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very just a managerial thing, a yeah. logistical thing. Like, how do you do this? Uh, and we had issues like that, I think, with uh, the recent campaign, the most recent campaign we do, we have done, which is Fallen Flag, Red Markets, mm-hmm. where we had two, six, banners! two banners, two banners, <laughs> two banners. Uh, we had six player characters on it. Yeah, uh, everyone here uh, plus Caleb, David, uh, and Aaron. And uh, so the game explicitly has like vignettes where you have a personal scene yeah. where you interact with each other. Yeah. Which by the way is yeah. a fantastic dynamic. It is a fine it, 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 it really it's helped flesh out your character. So everyone will address more. Uh, it was an explicit mechanical system to yeah. give everyone some individual screen time. Yeah, no, and I love But I then it. you created scenes, especially with your character and Caleb's character, <laughs> yeah. uh, during the game where you uh, would you developed an antagonistic relationship. Yeah. Uh, there was also there were also, there were also other ones. And yeah, like no, relationship created like yeah. a, a he actually created numerous uh, scenes where it was not antagonistic. It was kind of, uh, I wouldn't say it was well, I would awkward. Say, it, was, yeah. it was kind of awkward. It was with, tense. With Cuddy, yeah. where you would try to uh, placate a character who was already cool with you. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, showed, it really showed off Amu. Yeah. Um, so, well, thanks. Invest. <laughs> Invest in red flags, you bastards. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like every time there's whispering, there should be. I should say vaporwave. Oh, vaporwave! Uh, <laughs> thank you. All right. That wasn't uh, a whisper. That was more like a rasp. Yeah. Well, it was Cuddy. Tomato, tomato. It was Cuddy. It was Cuddy pushing vaporwaves. So, you bitch. But anyway, right. so I saying? feel like a lot. Yeah, some of these relationships can be planned. They can be like yeah. an improv. Like, and some of it, I feel like a lot of relationships should happen as a result of what happens in the game. Yeah, oh, which yeah, happened yeah. in Red Markets. Oh, yeah. uh, like, not really a spoiler because I think we talked about it before. But like, some of these relationships happen because of <laughs> critical People failures in combat. Up. Yeah, like yeah. I shot you in combat. Sorry, and then that goes back and forth. They carry a grudge. Oh, uh, hey, you were bleeding yeah. out from the leg. But you still patched us up afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
You still or, like me, right? Or yeah, or positive. It doesn't have to be antagonistic. Exactly. Oh. And when I say antagonistic, I don't mean like mortal enemies. I mean like right. there's that asshole at work you don't like. Uh, <laughs> it's very apt. Yeah. It's very apt. Um, is that, oh God, very that, that dumbass, that dumbass assistant I have to work with. Yeah. Oh, you lost your fucking shit, but you still saved the day. Yeah. Um, we're cool, right? Yeah. Are we cool? Totally so cool. I think there is. So I think the best way to do that is you can have. It depends on the number of players and like what the, the focus of the campaign is. Yeah, uh, there are campaigns that are very like plot focused, especially like mystery investigation games, where it's like, yeah, how do you figure out mystery acts or how do you save the kingdom yeah. from the thing? Exactly. Well, but like, then there are campaigns that are more like. Like Tom, you, you like I know you're doing a after the bomb campaign right yeah. now. That's more like, hey, we're exploring this world. It's crazy. What's going on? Uh, and a lot of it is about how the players define their relationships with and each it, other. Right. It's and that can, it can be a challenge when like there's some players are not used to that. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's uh, there was, speaking of that campaign, which is yet to be released, and it will be. Listen. Um, so, for example, David and I had this fantastic dynamic worked out. Uh, we were playing brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, most of the players are. Related on some level, okay. well, I did all but one, all but two of the players. Was that your choice as GM, or was that just the players? Uh, it was the players that? actually. Yeah, the okay. players we actually that. said, I said, hey, uh, hey yeah. Tom's doing after the bomb. We had a campaign in the was that the nineties? No, 2000s? it was uh, it was the early. It was like two, Fairly, it was two thousand. Yeah. It was actually it was 2000. actually two thousand. Okay, so we we actually did a literal after the bomb campaign with this family uh, of characters. Using oh yeah, using the books that came out in the eighties, not the new release of. Them. <laughs> okay, Anyhow, yeah. that aside, uh, so we, we played a family back part. then, and it actually worked out well. Our characters yeah. worked together decently. We had hmm. some premise ahead of time, so we didn't have that that horribly awkward fucking awkward moment yeah. where you all meet in the tavern and somebody pulls a crossbow. No. No, f- I pretty much hate that. Somebody pulls yeah. a crossbow think- to show how badass they are. Oh, I don't trust you. <laughs> okay, so we avoided that by playing a family. Yeah, uh, it was fun. But then it, you know, the campaign fizzled because we ran it in Steak and Shake. It's a superstition. Okay, I'm sorry. It was one of the, yeah, we would get there at like 10 o'clock at night and stay there until 4 in the morning. <laughs> and we'd run into like people we went to high school with. Anyhow, so. Um, mm-hmm. Whoa. It was, it was great. Um, that sounds fun. I'm not going to lie. That sounds awful. <laughs> Ask me later. It was okay, right okay, okay, it would be Write now. a note. Write a this th- is uh, off topic. But anyway, keep going. Okay, write so. a creative fiction essay about this. Like, we write might 10,000 words. No, we might eventually. We'll publish it's it. Actually, creative nonfiction. Nonfiction. Yeah. Because seriously. It, no, it happened. Like holy but that's, shit! That's totally no, a sign. weird shit happened. Yeah. Um, steak and shake after midnight. Fucking weird. So weird. Um, <laughs> hashtag. Yeah. Um, so uh, we just David pushed that we should play the same family we played before. Only uh, I'd forced Tom to watch Arrested Development. And so the whole theme. <laughs> the whole theme was a uh, a fallen a fallen, fa- a fallen noble family. But anyhow, right. that mm-hmm. aside, uh, David and I, you know, played related characters. Uh, other people jumped in with different things, except for one player who decided, "I'm a badass assassin. I am Batman." Fuck him. Anyhow, so right. um, <laughs> he he can do what he wants, and that's cool. We've talked it out. Um, it's all good. Is he the Tobias of the group? Oh God, unwittingly. Okay, we're about to go there. If it won't never win more games, he's a never dude. All right. <laughs> I think Maybe so. I think he might be. I, okay, I think good. he might be in it. Yeah, yeah. Never did. Um, but Dave and I play off each other. I mean, the, like the trial run of this, my character showed up in his apartment and was walking out holding a DVD player. And <laughs> it's like so you're stealing from your brother. Yes. Okay. We're, we're bad people. Okay. We're distinctly bad Edily. people Edily. as a family. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, later on, it moves. It, you know, the, the second edition turns into my character was kicked out of the manor house for, you know, after a horrible thing happened socially. And it's just decided to crash at David's place. Right. After stealing his DVD player. Uh, different character. Okay. Not still DVD player. Uh, did install a bunch of Onion servers. Um, okay. Uh-huh. What? Tour. Yeah. But yeah, so the idea is we play off each other with that. And uh, actually. So yeah. so was this like um, you and David just deciding this? Tom, did you have any role in this? Uh, uh, I just kind of. In, I'm more. Um, Tom I, watched. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> more. I think it's important as a GM. If, if you see something like that happening. Right. It's you. You do think it is. A you maybe give them a little more. Well, it's a struggle. Time. Like, oh God, do I do I just move on with the plot because I can tell one player is like really his eyes starting to twitch. Yeah. Or do and I let, yeah that screen time. Or do exactly. I let, or yeah. do I let this happen? And so, I, and when I saw this happening and I saw what it was developing, like, no, I'm going to let this happen. So one okay. of the great moments was uh, David. <sighs> David being David, decided to go with bad puns. Okay. Specifically, it was about him going to a club, and yes. Um, was there like a mace involved somehow no, or like a literal was, club? It was like a literal, like actually he's going to a gay club. Okay. Um, but he kept making these bad puns about going out and doing yeah. things. And my character's going, no, 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 that's cool. I don't want to hear about it. No, no, I mean. And then finally by the end of it goes, so-and-so. Yeah. Uh, I can't really hear his name off the top of my head actually. That's sad. Because um, we haven't played it in a while. Uh, you're my brother. I love you. I respect your decisions. Go out and have a good time. Yeah. Just do what you're going to do. In the meantime, I don't want to fucking hear about it. Uh, but, I mean, things like that. I mean, it's it's just when the characters have a natural chemistry for each other, uh-huh. there is that problem. And when, I mean, the game you well, design I mean, is, yeah. when the game you designed is specifically narrative-based, player-based, well, those are some of the best things to let happen. But one, yeah. of, the, one of the problems Well, I mean, is, you're using GURPS for this, so it's not exactly... Uh, actually, yeah, he switched to GURPS. Yeah. It was originally Fate, and that somehow didn't work. Don't ask. Um, but it doesn't here's, the, here's, the, here's the problem with that, is how long do you let the players run? Yeah, so like, you yeah, push, Tom, see, the, the you, let, you see, your decision was to let them go a while, because you, yeah. you were amused by it. So. Yeah, uh, well, and also, yeah. I, I can also it's, I'm also looking around the table... You can kind of tell when the, some of the other players are tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you watch them and be like, I right, watch I need to them. Because right. you know, as a GM, if it's good and it's like she's just showing no signs of slowing down, like, dude, it's filling time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, but then I watch the other players. Not one player in particular is you, you he's not, it, that player's not involved from the get go <laughs> right. of it. Well, I don't, unless, unless there's like ass whooping. Yeah. So, you know. I don't watch that. But he's very the, other, the other play, the other two players I watch. Okay. And, I can see one of them. Like, if one of them starts to like, you know, get their phone out, yeah. At that point, like, okay, now it's time to wrap it. Okay. But when I, there are times when every it's like the Oscar music for you. Yeah, <laughs> but there are times. But there's also times when the other players they're just staring intently, watching this. Okay. Like, okay, mm. no, this is good. This so if they're yeah. entertained, and so I, I think mean, uh, there's well, well, yeah. two ways to. Are you not entertained? That. Yeah. Uh, the way the the first way is the way you're talking about, and like, mm-hmm. uh, it's basically just go and tell people look like they're done the second way i always think about it kind of like a tv show or a play or whatever in in scenes Mm -hmm. like you kind of have to feel out or rather i guess a more apt description would be like editing Mm -hmm. like you have all the raw footage the raw footage is playing as you that that's the game yeah but then whenever you feel that the scene has come to a close or reached a conclusion then you cut right that, so to, that's a good point because a lot of times players eventually will get stuck in a rut because right no, and then that yeah. it makes the rest of the scene feel bad <laughs> because so, a lot of times especially if you're in an antagonistic relationship and you're you know you're not the you're not a you're not a good GM who lets players mind control people with skill <laughs> roles I am a horrible monster who doesn't allow that so uh, I'm well, fucking bitter about that yeah. uh, so 
if you're not doing that, then um, you you kind of have to uh, players a lot of, like no one wants to give ground and right like, right. Uh, eventually, you have to come in as GM and See, be like, do this or do that. That's so, another really good point. Like yeah. uh, whenever like relationships are more than just positive, like they're yeah. negative a lot of the time too. Even if they are, well, they can go, they should well, go back and forth. They yeah, should exactly. There are th- like red and markets in particular yeah. encourages an, on a weird level player bickering. Yeah. yeah, but there's one scene where, like, for example, we'll just throw it out there. Yeah. Um, hey, folks, if you invest in red markets, you'll hear this. Right, right. Well, and invest. It'll, 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 it'll um, go on that, yeah. uh, but there was a scene where like, it was like in the first session, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, Tom's character, McReady. Well, we'll get we'll get into the details in the um, anecdote section. Oh, okay, we, we, wait, wait, I was saying, but say, like, like, there was a time when, when Caleb himself was a player, and he just went, "Scene, we're done." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. As it, and I was still yeah, exactly. and I was like, we, no, we went forward afterwards a little bit, but if we called scene there, it would, would have been like amazingly perfect. Yeah, um, but oh, but anyways, you were saying, but yeah, uh, no, it's the way seeing it that way. Okay, rather, yeah. I see it that way because it's uh, I'm primarily doing it for like an audience. Yeah. Uh, were it not for an audience, then I wouldn't think of it like, okay, scene, 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 scene. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's, I think it's helpful to think about it like a TV show and I keep bringing it back to screen time. Yeah. Uh, but well, so, well, it can also mean the GM screen. Well, like, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I agree 100%. I, it, like screen time is actually, it, it, it works both ways. So. I was say, the microphone changes everything yeah. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. a game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Everything. But, uh, yeah. Going back to the relationships can be antagonistic. Uh, something I had on that is it even or uh, even a uh, romantic relationship or a positive ro- uh, relationship between two characters uh, will be more than just positive. It will have to be they negative. Should, yeah, it will they, have to be. They'll, they'll, they'll squabble. Exactly. They'll, they'll squabble. Fight. And how do you have to trust in your players? Uh, to do that accurately without trying to win, quote unquote, this every squabble. Right. I mean, it, it depends on how well you know the players because I know exactly. there are some players who do not like to lose. Well, right. Ever. ever. Game versus narrative. Right. I yeah. Mean, really. Right. Well, and it should always be narrative. I yeah. think. Well, yeah. I, I'm going to agree with you on that. Yeah. I I like the story. I like. Yeah. I like seeing a good story be told. Yeah. And, yeah, but yeah, and uh, anything a character in any story that just never ever loses is boring. It's not shit. a cool. Yeah. Right. Well, but that's some, the thing. For some players, they that's the only type they'll accept. Right. Some right. players so, don't want to lose. Yeah. I mean, well, they're playing the game, not the narrative. Yeah. And well, so, or I mean, rather, they are playing the narrative, so you, but in their do, narrative, well, luckily, they'll they'll luckily I played in the new world and I got lo- used to losing. I st- I was, I've never rolled worse in my life than you. In that still game. won the battles. I was <laughs> just going to say, some players don't like to lose to the point where they will uh, game everything. They will try to make everything to their advantage. They will actually physically cover their dice rolls. That kind of thing. <laughs> it happens. Okay, it does happen. Yeah. Um, and it creates a bit of a conflict, actually, yeah. between the player and the GM, which affects the other players. Yeah. The GM suddenly feels like they have to be adversarial, uh, yeah. but they can't target that one player. That's just kind of fucked up. Um, so it does happen, yeah. and you have to figure out how to deal with that. Yeah, that's uh, more a player GM. Yeah, that, that is a player GM, and we have, a, we have addressed this before in the past. Uh, but in My brief... Box. No, 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 it's fine. I mean, like, it's always worth going over again because, like, Faust, you know, you have a different, may have a different approach uh, to dealing with that kind of thing. I mean, one thing you're doing online, so I don't know if that's better or yeah. worse in uh, that respect. No, uh, well, and I'm not the GM for the main series that I'm on. Yeah. Uh, I am a Well, how do that. they do a, a dice rolling? Is it, I mean, is it the honor system or is it like... Uh, it's the honor system. Okay. Yeah. It's the honor system. And we're, we're all, we've been 
been playing uh, together for a long, long time, and we are all uh, on the same page of we want the story to be good, not the game. Yeah, like it, it's a very character focused uh, uh, story. Like it is. I'd say it's definitely more of a like series than a tabletop game. Like okay. it's, it's definitely that's like that's how we cut it, that's how we uh, display it, and that's how we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, rather than a tabletop game, we talk about it like a TV show or something. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's something uh, bringing it back to the relationships. It's an incredibly long running uh, session or like campaign. Yeah, uh, and it's it focuses on the same characters like throughout all of it. Uh, And that's something that I'm not sure how to deal with. Whenever you have a very long-running campaign, uh, how would you do... Closure, yeah. Yeah, how would you do a relationship? Because it... People change, relationships change, and you can't exactly, like... If you form a relationship with some of the main cast and then that relationship ends, that would then influence their ended relationship into eternity. So you're yeah. kind of like dealing with cin- uh, the cinematic or the, the story-based uh, storytelling versus realism. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. the, the the thing about the difference between a story and real life is that, you know, stories end, like real life. Yeah. Like, and that, that's the thing. Like, if you're doing a, can- in a role-playing game campaign of an indeterminate, like, every other narrative form has, like, a fixed link. Well, right? exactly. Yeah. Resolution yeah. So, like, is something you're invented kinda, by authors. You're kind of yeah. in a real life's not like yeah. that. Whoa. You're you're on the cutting edge of narrative. I don't want to be here. It's scary. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um so yeah, with our BPR, like I mean we we tend to do really comparatively short campaigns. Yeah. Like six months. Like our longest one was two and a half years, and that was the New World, which was forty six episodes. Whoa. Um well, I mean, yeah. Uh but you probably it sounds like you've already eclipsed that. Uh we've been going for like two years. Yeah. yeah. So more than forty six sessions worth. So about like yeah. 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 Uh so we kind of and I had a campaign structure beginning, middle, and end, and I'm a very much like a plot focused guy. Like, yeah, I like will pay attention to subplots and try to work them in. But my like here's the this is a thing that is happening. How do you react? Uh, to also, it? be careful yeah. when you do a clever voice because we'll make you do it for yeah. Gee, uh, Ross, it's like you have a degree in this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> degree in railroad anymore. Like no. Uh, <laughs> Even- Call me the conductor, motherfuckers. Uh, so, <laughs> toot, toot. Yeah. So for me, like it was my 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 whole idea. My what I was interested in as the GM is like here is this event that is ha- here are these series of events that are happening. Yeah, it, it it is history being made in front of your eyes. How yeah. do you react? How do you shape it? Exactly. And so like. For me, it didn't matter who, because I like I don't have I don't ascribe to like the great man for theory of history in a sense. Like I don't believe like a few, like if there wasn't Hitler, there would have been someone else like him. You right. Know? Like the, there are shapes and forces in history. There, there were a lot of people. Uh, so there were some things the players could change, and there were some things that you know, like a certain war was going to happen. This was right, going to happen. Right. So like, um, you know, how do you avoid being swept along the tides? And so like right. for me. The ca- I wasn't really, I, and this is something I'm probably growing more into is like more character focus because like it's more like this. It's a this is an event that's ha- I'm I'm less about the, simulating this grand event and more about like how, seeing how it happens, how a person is shaped by this crucible. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, like red markets, like we, uh, I kind of made choices that were like. Like, I threw out these plot hooks, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, <laughs> certain jobs that you did that mm-hmm. you could have... Or didn't do. Or well, didn't I- do. And then, like, they affected the game world, but, like, your character's like, all right, well, that's happening in the background. Exactly. And I well, really I mean, like yeah. that. To be honest, there were also aspects of the, of the campaign where it was not the actual plot hook. I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't the actual, like, campaign, like, specific scenario hook, but there were little side things that had to be dealt with that 
really did shape the campaign. So right. Well, I mean, Quick spoiler. Like, yeah. Cuddy did commit a cold-blooded murder on somebody's account. Yeah. That uh, was not planned. That 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 just happened. Yeah. I mean, well, that was yeah, and that was covering us. But I'm thinking like even back in the first game session, like in my old, I think in my older way, I pro, uh, school of game game master, like you went to this place, you did a score, and there was like a really fucked up blight related yeah. thing, and right. you're like yeah. you didn't know what it was, and so like, um, you could have done a whole plot campaign based on this, like dealing with the ramifications of this event. I but like you kind of like, no, let's just get rid of it. And then like, <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't have anybody follow up on it. Like right. I didn't have record, people chasing right, you didn't force for the it record. Back to I would have loved to follow yeah. up on that. Shut yeah. up, Cuddy. <laughs> but <laughs> it would have been wonderful. Yeah. Shut up. Um, but Cuddy. on the other hand, uh, no, that got shut down. Yeah. So it was like, but, you know. but I could have had that happen regardless. It, it, be, yeah, it yeah. became a side, a side, but I could have had that, that same type of event happen at other jobs. By the way, Coming back to that, like yeah, coming yeah. back to the way you run your campaigns, and also Caleb, and I think those are the only uh, RPPR GMs I've played with. Mm. So far. But, so far, <laughs> yes, so far. Uh, but you both, I both know that you're going to have a definitive end to the campaign. Like I have a, while I don't yeah. know what you're going to do, I know that you're going to like, there, there is an established end point somewhere yeah. over the horizon. Yeah. So it's like, all right, yeah, I'm not necessarily afraid to just try and jump into something with one of the other players. Yeah. Uh, like, I'll, I'll bat something at them, and if they play ball, then I'll, yeah, sure, I'll field a relationship or something. Yeah. And I only do that because I know there will be an end, and I don't have to figure out uh, how that's going to play out ad infinitum. Like, it's... it's you can take more risks. Yeah, it? you can yeah. take a risk because there will be an end. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like you could. Yeah, I mean, it's like a TV show where like you have uh, two characters and like will they or won't they fall in love? Yeah. And then like if the show suddenly get like they they at the they think this the series is being canceled. Okay, let's have them kiss. You know. Yeah. And, so, and then they're like, no, it's like, been renewed. Like, like uh, as a, all romantic comedy should be yeah. called trying. So to fuck. I was gonna say, <laughs> as opposed to X Files, where you know Mulder, Scully, will they? Won't they? Oh, really? Might they? Won't they? Might they? Won't they? Might they? Yeah. Won't. But like, that's a dynamic that can work at infinitum. But like once they get together, that's like holy shit. We, well, yeah. but if you I don't get an end. I don't happen. know if it can work at infinitum. Actually, I okay. think that after it can work for a long time, certainly. But after a certain point, it's be like okay, there kiss needs to be. There needs to be a resolution. Right. There so needs to be, like, we aren't or we are or... Well, that was so, the old way of doing things, I think, again, right. television. But again, right. X-Files... Yeah. It's the X-Files fact they, 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 like It's a fantastic example, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they dragged it out for too yeah. fucking long, yeah. and it became a minus to the show, to the point where eventually they pulled the main characters from the show. No, they did. Yeah, uh, no, they did. They had, saying, like, they had the T-1000 and someone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was bullshit. Okay, fine. I'm, I'm going to assist. Well, what, whatever that actor's name. I'm sorry. No, Robert, it's Robert, I know Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. No, no, no. Fuck no. T-1000. T-1000. I know Robert I'm Patrick down. clearly listens to the podcast. I'm, I'm saying, sorry. Like, like, okay, no. Uh, Please he's send me a honor. great actor. He, he, <laughs> actually, he actually made Double Dragon for me. Okay, yeah. so. Um, but that's bullshit. You yeah. can't. You can't do that. The actors involved are not to blame. It's right, the right. writers. No, it's it's the writers, and the producers, producers etc. Et and the yeah. investors. But yeah, it's it's lazy writing after a fact. Like, oh, we're gonna make them. Are they? Aren't they? For how many fucking? Like, yeah, six I mean, or seven but, seasons, and that's bullshit. I mean, that, but your 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 issue is actually really interesting to me because I even the new world I had an end in mind, like from uh-huh. level one, because like right. the whole point of the campaign for me was doing for, for the character or for this campaign for the campaign. Okay. The campaign was always. 
do a level one to thirty, like all yeah. of four ye, like do it from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Section and one then, is one to ten, and so like I started Section laying out plot hooks for the end at the beginning. Like, yeah, here's this pro. Obviously, I do the the totally have, original idea of prophecy. You have an end game. <laughs> the apocalypse <laughs> is coming. You know? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. The end oh, game the, should matter. Yeah. Oh, and it yeah. was a Lovecraftian type horror. It was Thrasadun who is a, he established D and D god. Who's based on the Cthulhu mythos? But shut up! Imagine that <laughs> he was. He was. He's well. Do, okay, yeah. Ross, come on. You did give us pot effects. You did give. Yeah, I did give you pot effects. He was a lich. Okay, uh, nice. So, but yeah, the, I think yeah, that game. Like, I, I, I kind of loved. I think I loved the, the, our relationship all with the players between us. Yeah, and it, I let that. I mean, I let that happen. I didn't like take. I didn't really invest. In terms of giving players more scream times, I didn't really encourage them yeah. to do it. I didn't discourage them. But either. some naturally did. It it, it just naturally happened because like, the players I mean, enjoyed I mean, it. I, mean, I love I, I love yeah. Voshik's Just okay, like I'm really trying to get along with these people. And it's really hard. Yeah, you're But it wasn't me what, doing. Yeah. It was actually me in character. Doing yeah, it. Like, yeah. It's like these but, are my teammates. But damn it, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think it, part of the issue is yeah. that Ross uh, Ross brought up. If your campaign does not have an end game, if you don't have an end in sight, mm-hmm. well, yeah, by yeah. the way, got brought up in uh, World Darkness. What the heck? Yeah. If you don't have a fucking <laughs> end game, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. Well, uh, not necessarily. So that seems yeah. to be your problem right now, right? Uh, well, one of them. Actually, okay. I wanted to comment really quick on uh, – you said you let the players do it. Uh, uh, you let the players establish their relationships. And they, they, once they showed an interest, once they started the, bat- yeah. the ball across each other. Exactly. Like, again, Vashik versus everyone because everyone's like, oh, let's make deals. Let's murder! Yeah. No, no. Oh, you're an evil monster? We can negotiate. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a good guy? Well, fuck you. Exactly. Yeah. But well, that, okay, that's I one mean, of the I things I was thinking about yeah, as far sure. as relationships with players go. It's up to them. Yeah. Like, they need to decide and need to uh, have the... Yeah. Well, I guess they need to decide and have the skill to uh, uh, act out this relationship while also uh, not putting anything else by the wayside. Yeah. Like, they have to be like, okay, yeah, uh, I'm going to establish a relationship between me, another character, and continue pursuing the plot. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's not the GM's job. It's up to the player to figure out how to do that, that. No, that's a really good point. The GM should never, like, try and... You two kiss now. Right. Yeah. No, but They're not your G.I. Joe and Barbie dolls. I think, <laughs> I think part of that... Oh, yeah. please. Yeah. Please, Ross. He-Man and G.I. Joe dolls. But yes. anyhow, okay. I think part of the important part of that is that players have to be willing to work together and yeah. plan this out outside of the game. she uh, When you walk into the game, you should say, hey, we should have this interaction. So, for example, going back Skeletor to... Skeletor and the Baroness, <laughs> am I right? Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, going back to the whole issue of... David and I interacting with me stealing his, you know, DVD player and us actually having a full on interaction, you know, a full scene based out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just him saying, put that the fuck back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually turned into how we're going to plot our future horrible yeah. interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, like in this has happened lots of times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the whole idea was that I've got a character design. He has a character design. We figure out how we interact and it comes up over and over and over in the games. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to just oh we did this one thing yeah um, so. it should it should have I think a good PC uh, relationship should have like PC versus and PC PC relationship there you go <laughs> should have positive and negative elements yeah like it should absolutely. there should be a good elements to it it should not be entirely negative in which case it's abusive well, or exploitative it right could and, be, and it can't be positive because what the fuck is that in human nature exactly no one is that's actually an interesting under- point I think it can be entirely negative but it shouldn't be entirely positive what? because that's boring let's call nobody it. wants okay, to see that the thing is it's a toxic relationship if it's 100% exactly, negative exactly but that's still entertaining okay. to watch well, let's coin right. a term let's it's coin certain, a term here in certain yeah. I'm going to yeah. coin a term there's PvP where you're against each other 
And it's a, it's this, a new term. I've yeah. never uh, really. <laughs> yeah. No, no. The State actual, the the actual one to coin is P plus P. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Now that's the new. It's not going to catch on. No. Fuck it. That's PCP, um, man. Wait. Whoa. Tom, no. 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 Please, Tom. Yeah. Uh, player con player. Yeah. Um, so, but the idea is like the the players working together. Uh, wow, what a concept! The idea of actually working together. The idea of teamwork. Never, what the fuck? Well, no, that's, I don't know that, that, that can be rarer than one thinks. But the idea is the players build off each other. They don't just right. like they're not just working as a team. They're actually building each other's narrative together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's like and that's the not necessarily improv. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not new. It's not a yeah. new concept. And I can see that, that, that that's happening. I think in the after the bomb game. Right, no, because no. It's, not, it's, Mo- it's mostly me and David, but well, um, no, it's it's, uh, the, it's some of the other players too, and like some they don't want to do a lot because some one one player doesn't have a whole lot of experience in this type of game, mm-hmm. and the other doesn't. I don't think is quite as naturally um, extroverted as David. Sure. Is. He's a, he's OSR, um, mm-hmm. but no, I think OSR. like but they're coming along. Yeah, I think. nice. I mean, I've actually yeah. got a question. Okay. Uh, how does your and David's character's relationship influence how you interact with the other characters? Or is well, it? Well, it does world? actually, because part of it is the fact that okay, most of the players. All right, the entire concept is that our characters are essentially the Bluths. <laughs> right, we're bad people. Okay, unfortunately, only two of us are on board. Uh-huh. Everybody else is trying to, but but I'm not a not totally a bad person, which makes us which, it makes them worse. Oh yeah. So you've got the adopted brother who's a total drunk and he'll fuck anything. You've got um and who does you've, constantly. You've got the evil badass bodyguard, and you've got a guy who's essentially Bones McCoy. Okay. Okay. Literally, I mean that's the concept. That's the character. Um. Meanwhile, David and I are like, no, we're bad people. David's character is a thief. Mine is a disgraced uh, socialite who happens to specialize in computer programming. And yeah, I play up a lot of like horrible issues of depression, and uh, it, it's kind. Of, I'm like playing way past the depth of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if I may say so myself, I'm being honest. I mean, here's like, oh, here's these deep issues of yeah. uh, chronic depression and uh, rage. Sure. And everybody else is like, I'm going to go off and murder people. We, it's like, uh, different levels. Yeah. Um, so, and then the character's like plotting everything. So I'm playing this evil schemer, essentially. I'm playing mm-hmm. Moriarty. Um, but my character moves in with David's character. He has this weird, I want to take care of my sister relationship. Mm-hmm. So, uh, does that put him at odds with yeah, other so, players? Yeah, he kind of other does. He's like, he's like, he's like, he wants to have fun. He wants to party, but his, uh, chronically depressed angry sister who's just been dumped off from the social calendar because the entire family's been disgraced okay sorry no yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of a lot, yeah, yeah. A lot you of mentioned it before yeah yeah um <laughs> has been uh she just moved in and is sleeping on his couch okay so he so how he, does that deal with the other player characters sorry, the other player characters are uh, the way that this relationship affects, affects the other player yeah. characters is that um Unfortunately, a lot of them. Do. Well, how do how do they how do they interact with you? They tend to avoid it. Actually, okay. they tend yeah. to avoid. I'm not going to be honest. Um, so it's maybe a group thing. Or- it becomes more of a group thing because, but again, the two player characters are getting this great bond going off. Um, the guy who's playing the Bones McCoy guy mm-hmm. is trying to fix my character. Okay, and trying to. Uh, he's is it because be- he sees that relationship? With he's being the moral compass of the group. Okay, which. Sadly, is a you know failed effort. Um, <laughs> to be honest, but then you got the other guys. This guy who's playing the I party a lot and do my thing, and he's off doing his own thing. And you have which is fine. Like he's like yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't need to be 
part of that. Five minutes of talking about elephant cum. Anyhow, jeez. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to say it. We'll, I, we'll put I, content warnings on the. I'm episode. sorry. Yeah, I know. I've I've raged about that. We'll probably have yeah. the content that warning the actual <laughs> episode. Yeah. Um, it was worse than Freddy got fingered. So, um, but then the guy who's playing this uber badass assassin is uh, I. I've been roping him in as much as I can to the point of, uh, you know, I I don't even know. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, rope him into the rest of the group. Well, I, think he's just, he's, I just don't think he's... Well, I, I think just, the issues are not, like... I think they're more basic and more like player different types it's, it, of fun. It's, like yeah, yeah, it's level different it's, expectations. It's, it's the types so. of fun thing yeah. again, uh, and that's, that's so that's actually, that's another episode. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's, again, yeah. He, he, you decided to drag us into this. Thanks, Ross. Um, <laughs> but no, the whole issue is. I mean, Dave and I are playing like fantastically up each other. Right. This. Yeah. Great job there, Tom. I got it in there. Okay. Uh, with uh, you know, trying to play off each other, and some of the other players will play into it. Right. Uh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't initiate it though. See, okay, that's we, actually an interesting. We topic. drag them in. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. an actually an interesting topic. Uh, a relationship between two players doesn't necessarily include only those two players. Right. You yeah. have to. The other players sort of have to be in on it too. So we're in a. Zeppelin. I mean, you could get eventually like have a, like a civil war thing. Are you team player A or team player right. B? Right. Which is one of the reasons. So. Per- and that's kind of something that almost happened in Red Market. It did. I was just yeah. thinking about no, that. Yeah, yeah. That's Faust, what I was did, alluding we, to. Yeah. Faust, we did try. Yeah. <laughs> but no, for, so. the, for this campaign, uh, it's one of the reasons I personally, by the way, I'll just go out on a limb here and say odd, odd number of players is best. Um, Okay. You have a swing vote. Oh, uh, yeah, see. that's no, that's really, fair. Be yeah. honest. Um, swing vote is good. I've been in a situation worked where I out game. great for Caleb. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a situation where I ran with even players, and there was a conflict, and it did not resolve well. So, um, but with this, with Tom's campaign, um, <sighs> yeah, we've been sorry, dead air. Yeah. God damn it, no dead air. Um, suspenseful. Oh yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and he's and he's wildly gesticulating too. It's yeah. true. <laughs> okay, please. All right. So one of the issues is a lot of it is uh, it's an issue can be brought up for later episode probably. Yeah, is that David and I are like plot wise, story wise, dominating the campaign, which mm. I try not to. I'm like physically. It's not well, by design. Well, no. you're, I'm you're dragging more, other players I, in. I think it's more of a basic group thing because one, you're, these are newer players too. Yeah. Mm. You, you, David and Tom have been knowing each other for years. Right. Now. And that's one of the reasons. And the other players are each other fantastically so, in any game. Yeah. Uh, the issue is we've got these newer players who don't know how to play off of us. Right. And um, that, that's, that is an issue. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to, fi- I'm like literally trying to drag other players every opportunity I can. Yeah. And I'm, as GM, I'm, I'm trying to offer opportunities for everybody too. I think, yeah. Players learn, have de- developed expectations after running a particular type of game. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they're used to like a, a GM who railroads them and tells them, this is fight A, this is fight B, this is right. going to be our night. And then, yeah, <laughs> that was a. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's so. what they get used to. They're like, all right, what do we do? It's almost like a board game to them. Or if they're like, if they have a very adversarial GM who kills them, if they ever try and do anything like a sane person would like, oh, yeah. you didn't shoot that cop. So you don't have a gun. So the zombies eat you. You were clearly stupid, right. you know, like um, tomb of horrors type bullshit. Then uh, they become like, I can't take a chance of oh, the GMs. Go, oh, if I do this, the GMs, if I, if I say I have a, 
Right, a yeah. dependent, they'll mm-hmm. just use it against me. Yeah. The GM will kill yeah. you. No weakness. Yeah, but no I'm weakness. saying, like, so in this campaign, one of the issues is we're trying to drag the other players into the narrative because we've got a strong player who's oh, not. Oh, the narrative, that's where you get killed. That's how they get it. <laughs> we, we have a player who wants to play his yeah. character, but he doesn't want to play with the group, if that makes any sense. Uh, I can understand that. Right. And we've also got a player who wants to play with the group, but hasn't or yeah, I mean that's another character. thing. Like I am the best player. I'm I want to be in the yeah. limelight. That I, that classic. Okay, here's a weird side. I'm issue. more interested in the other one. If, if oh, oh yeah. sorry, if old school role player is a thing. You know the 80s, 90s. I yeah. want to see a chick sacrificed on a temple thing. No, them chainmail bikinis. Right. Yeah. If that's a thing. Is '90s Edge Lord also still a thing? I mean, yeah. think about all the. Yeah, uh, have you seen uh, the perfect that, example of it? In people still media. play Old World of Darkness, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it's being funded. No, no, yeah. Changeling the Dreaming got fun. It got Kickstarter. I don't it, it, it passed the Kickstarter. Yeah, great. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, it did. Fancy points for great. Him. Fancy points. Great. Yeah. You they got finality, so motherfucker. They had so much glamour from that. Anyhow, um, but the point is, I mean, that '90s Edge Lord. I'm the last of my kind. Yeah, and yet I'm angry, and I have to kill people, but I regret it. I mean, but I don't. I mean, that, that's the thing. Is like that's such a cliche, uh, a trope right. now in most adventure, fantasy, sci-fi narratives that like most players who are not like. I've spent years of my lo- wasting years of my life becoming a writer and developing some sense of narrative creation. Uh, so no instead, I'm just going to rip off uh, the crow, right? You know, no, because no, no, no. they can't that, create an interesting nuance. That whole yeah. "I think I'm yeah. the crow" uh, style of playing, which is a style of playing that it exists, it happens. Yeah, uh, that '90s edge lord play where I'm, I'm a badass, and I murder people, but it's okay because it's I, not very conducive to player relationships. No, it's not. It's at. very yeah. loner. It's yeah. There's um, actually, and I think a lot of players who do it are actually, I think, uh, because anime and manga are so popular now. <laughs> oh, manga God. heroes are so fucking bad about this. Actually, like, I'm gonna say, fuck it's, you, I hate friends. Actually, yeah. I'm gonna be honest, that's it's such very, a trope now. I'm gonna throw a term out there. Yeah, ready? It's very Chunibyo. Yeah, okay. I was um, shonen. If you know no. that one, I do. Power to you. Yeah. No, it's very. You know, it. it's, it's that pr- that fits right. It's very Tenebio. Yeah, uh, so the power it's of based- darkness is in my right hand, and it must stay sealed forever. Right, that's what yeah. it means. It's, yeah. yeah, it's melodrama. Yeah, and um, but it's a very constant trope that like they the whole point of a standard sort of manga adventure is like there's the the main character who's a brash teenager or young adult who has special powers but he doesn't realize it at first he doesn't realize it but then he realizes and thinks he can take on everything and he gets his ass kicked and then he has to train up but then he like realizes the power of friendship May in some of them. Like, oh yeah, the, 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 and then so like this is like Berserk three thousand pages later. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. For the record, Berserk like, does not care about the fucking power of friendship. If you read Berserk, fuck. No, friends. like they're That's on a lie. boat and he has friends now. That ain't fucking friendship. That's inconvenient. No. Anyhow, but no, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the point is. Um, Let's a lot of these players the will pull the first half yeah. where you're like, I'm dark and special and different. I'm a special, different black. And they're trying to get more like, screen time. And then they don't realize. They the think they don't, they don't realize this is a, uh, these RPGs by their very nature have to be an ensemble. Right. right. Exactly. They're, they're, they're putting yeah. the I in team and that's a real fucking problem. So, well, going back to your campaign. Like, oh, sorry. Um, well, I just want to see it like yeah. in terms. It doesn't sound like you have those kind of basic problems in terms oh, of God, like no. broken characters. But like it does sound like. Like we do for RBBR, every single campaign has a beginning. Yeah. And, and so you guys don't have an explicit ending. No. So it's just like we're having adventures. and doing, Exactly. Yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a longer running series. And while I would like to uh, – I'd like to explore a relationship with other characters, 
I don't know how to tackle it. You elegantly. don't want to. You don't want to change the status quo because you don't know how. Yeah, not yet at least. Because it could wreck the narrative. It could. It could drastically affect the if narrative. If you like, yeah, if two of your characters fall in love, or if they like decide to become bros, and then there's a falling out. Yeah, and then like, well, we got it. Yeah, gotta, like especially with three hundred episodes later, got to introduce a new PC. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be weird, right? Yeah. Like so, I don't. I don't really know how to approach a relationship in an indeterminate uh, in a series of indeterminate length. Yeah. Because it's. Because you don't have that convenient cutoff point or like the conclusion, there's no like it would it would exacerbate the problem of not getting into a relationship. Yeah. Because even if the characters uh, display mutual attraction, uh, uh, where was I going with that? Uh, even if you have a problem like uh, Mulder and Scully, where it's like, eh, they mm. do, they will, they won't, they, uh, and eventually can, they answer that. But. Yeah, and then they answer that, and then after they answer that in a series of indeterminate length, yeah, it continues being the answer yeah. forever. As opposed to cutting off. Well, like, oh, yeah. it never happened, really. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem is is that you're trying to do a narrative uh, where you only have an act one and two. Like, yeah. And you can't continue on, and you just, I don't know if you, you, you uh, kind of... And it's more, I mean, maybe think of it more of like, it's kind of like long-standing comic book characters, like Batman and Superman and things like that. Because oh, don't you compare us to DC? You take that back. <laughs> okay, or, oh, the, wow. or X Men or the Avengers, uh, because yeah. these are comic book characters. Don't you compare me to Aaron? Uh, DC, yeah. Aaron. I hate DC so yeah, much. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. All right. That's um, hard. Okay, those are harsh words. They they no. are. I mean, I like some right, DC no, comics. Go with it. I mean, all right. no, not no, all run. the time. We'll anyway. Um, the the thing is is that Batman isn't a character. He's no. a genre. He's a subgenre <laughs> yeah. of superhero comics. They're told in a particular way, and the framing device well, is Batman. The characters in Batman are the villains. Huh? The characters yeah. in Batman are the villains. Well, actually, no, yes. no, 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 no. Not, just, actually, not just the villains, but the Bat family. Alfred, Commissioner huh? Gordon. I'm going to be honest. No, no, I fully agree uh, with uh, Faust on this one. To be honest, no, the villains are the actual characters. Yeah, Batman is. They're a not the only actual characters. Faust they is, are actual characters. Faust has a point when he says that you know Batman is Godzilla. Um, uh, what? It, he's a force of nature that is not you know, really the, a character. But it, we're, we're, but the idea with Batman is that um, they don't keep it exactly static because obviously no yeah. one will buy it. So what they do, I think, is they like come up with these st- these story arcs. So maybe don't think of it as like you're not going to end this particular. But think like let's do an arc where we change up things, yeah. and then we get to a new status quo. Yeah. So like let's have you know a villain break your spine. <laughs> And just as an original example, has nothing to do with anything. Uh huh. So, oh yeah. yeah, just off the top of your head. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. Feel free to use that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and then you could do a story arc about like how your character gets his legs back. Uh, yeah. And then gets revenge. Yeah. Uh, and then like how your teammates help you, or like, or like you all get cursed, and you have to find a way to deal with that curse. Right. So like maybe talk with your people since you guys seem to do a lot of planning like figure out like let's do a game or a story let's just focus on an individual story arc where here's how the status quo changes and then it will lead to a new status quo yeah yeah see cuz that's So kind of, I mean that maybe is that what kind of what you're similar doing similar to how we structure okay. things because we have uh we have like arcs yeah uh we have like we'll uh we'll start an adventure and then finish an adventure sure uh, and like we sort of have like a base of operations that we always come back to, like the status quo. Yeah, uh, bat cave maybe. Yeah, we have like a bat cave kind of thing. That's uh, an original idea. If we were to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I have. Yeah, I've never heard of bats in the cave. <laughs> anyway, but but no, yeah. It's uh, it's it is very much structured like arcs. Sometimes they're standalone. Like yeah. uh, sometimes they're presented as not being related to the series in a greater whole, but still in the same series. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a Star Trek kind of thing, where sure. it's like 
you watch one episode and then the next episode doesn't necessarily have yeah. to follow the one before it. Yeah. Uh, but even on there, like in between seasons, they'll like, oh, an actor got changed. Exactly. Like, this guy is now a cyborg or, you yeah. know, uh, or lore is back. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it, that said, I still think it's difficult, especially when it comes to relationships, uh, to, to treat it as something as simple as a status quo. Because if you don't, say you have a relationship between two characters in one well, arc I mean, and then it falls apart. Yeah. And that's the status quo for the next relationship, or for the next arc. Yeah. You have to roleplay that. Yeah. Until either it gets patched up, or it... Well, they can... One story arc could lead to another one. So, like, you you and... You, character A and character B, have a falling out. Yeah. Then you do a story arc where you're all, like... I hate you. I hate you. Oh, fuck. We still have to work together. Well, yeah. shit. Well, and then yeah. like, and then you're like, well, wait, we need to resolve this. All right. Well, let's go on a vision quest and like, <laughs> all right. And then like, there's a, there, or, no, the it's a, vi- or a friendship quest. Oh yeah. yeah those exist. All right. Yeah. Friendship quest. We, let's go kill the, the friendship. PG-13. <laughs> the no, we, we go quest. on the, we go on the friendship. We kill all the <laughs> friends. And that's the quest. So, All right, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, an original idea. It kind of comes down to the, kinda, kinda comes I'm pretty the sure that was on reality that. versus <laughs> narrative reality. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in reality, relationships do not end cleanly. It's no. not easy, okay? Yeah. And I've been in but, some games where like, like, two, like two of the actual players had a falling out. Yeah. Which completely altered yeah, that, in-game right, PC certainly. dynamic. So actual personal relationships are not clean like that. No. The idea of resolution is it, – it's an invented concept. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, and but so when you're trying to – Unfortunately, invented though it may be, if you're making something for like viewing pleasure, there needs to be resolution. Right, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you've got this issue of where, you know, that Grognardi relation – you know, the thing about role right. players. Yeah. Where they're like, no, yeah. no, no. It can only shoot 200 meters. You know, fuck you. Yeah. Um <sighs> Sorry, but I mean that that actually comes into nuclear warheads of a radius, blast radius of fifty feet. Right, that attitude comes into (laughs) sanity and relationships. And no, 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 you're going to take sanity damage because you're seeing somebody being helpless, motherfucker. My character tortures people for a living. Um, I see somebody helpless, I probably get a boner. Shut up, Cuddy. <laughs> that was not Cuddy. That was somebody else. That was your cartel guy. Yes. So like, shut up, Santa. It was. Uh, it was. He wasn't Santa. Klaus. It was Klaus. Klaus. Oh, it was okay. like Klaus. Yeah. You take you know humanity damage for two ruthless cartel attacks. Yes. Oh, you okay. take humanity damage huh. for be, you know for seeing somebody Weird. helpless. I'm like, motherfucker, what? Yeah. Um, no, I'm fine. No, fine. I'll roll. Okay, but I'm saying that's that's an issue of uh, you're looking for verisimilitude, but at the same time you're looking for. Uh, you know, actual plot. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of in a unique situation. And well, I mean, I actually, I do know a lot of campaigns are just kind of like, let's meet every week and play a game. And yeah, right. They yeah. just go on. In fact, a lot of the early role playing campaigns were basically like, I've read like written descriptions, newsletters about like, all right, this week they went to this hex and like found this castle, killed some vampires. Yeah. Uh, Sir Sir Blue the the badass got eaten by a purple yeah. worm. But you know, we resurrected him. Yeah, uh, I, I could of, not do that type of campaign any anymore. Uh, I just don't think I could. I, I mean, that's kind of an interesting because it, it's actually kind of like 
old historical novels or like written accounts of explorers. Like, yeah, yeah. this we found this thing. We found this island. Neat. These people were friendly. Oh, he got cholera. These guys tried to eat us, though. Yeah. Don't go there. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, oh, got I mean, scurvy. Yeah. Uh, again. I mean, yeah. So the, <laughs> oh, not the Fiji Islands. There's actual cannibals. There. There's yeah. the travelogue approach as opposed Spoiler to the, uh, we're actually trying to tell a full story here. Every character gets an arc. Yeah. Every, you know, so, but, I mean, I wouldn't say this is a PC versus PC relationship. It's more of like a narrative campaign frame. Yeah. yeah it, it's sort of like, it's, well, I think what do you want to do with this campaign overall? Yeah. Like, I mean, there are solutions depending yeah. on what, but until you know what your endpoint is, or like, yeah. if you don't want to have an endpoint, I would just keep changing the status quo. Yeah. Like, right. I would do narrative arcs like, what happens if we are enemies? What happens if we uh, fall in love? What if we are, you know, maybe like friendly rivalries? Like, what if we're competing for the same thing? Yeah. Like, right. Uh, I mean, a lot of times, again, I think it's partially yeah. because we're. You know, playing in front of a microphone, we do probably feel compelled to dig a little bit deeper. Um, I honestly, it just, I, it, uh, for me, it's, I don't even notice it anymore. So I, it, well, it, it literally doesn't hurt. So thank you for bringing that up. I'm sorry. I jumped in recently. The first, no, no, the it, first thing I did was the uh, yeah. God's teeth, and I'm sitting there staring. You jumped in the, the deep whole end. fucking time. Yeah. I'm staring at the microphone, like freaked out. Yeah. So I'm and sorry. you did fine. And yeah, it's I'm just, sorry if I sound freaked out when I'm doing it, but yeah, it, it's some like I have no idea. I have to justify everything. Oh fuck. Yeah. Um, no, it's, and, and, and I've gotten more adjusted to it as it goes on. I'm yeah. fine with it. I understand it. Uh, but the issue is also like, for example, with Tom's games, I'm sitting there and I'm pulling the role of going put everything in a bowl. We don't want to hear crunching. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> seriously, I've listened to the podcast. It's terrible. <laughs> um, when you're sitting there and like sounds of life, what are you talking? Yeah, about? you're sitting like going like, okay, they're telling a story. And <laughs> But getting back to player relations, yeah. player relationships. Um, part of the issue is when you can hear people just not connecting as players. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah. When the group is not coming together and somebody's like striking off on their own and doing their own thing, and you know, like they run off and get the whole group killed, um, it happens. Yeah, but I'm saying like it, it can cause straining future. Well, I, and I can actually. I, I mean, again, it. it handles. Can you beat this person in a video game and they're not going to get mad or not stop? Right. Video? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean well, that, well, or monopoly well, or risk. What actually happen to groups that have played a long time? I mean, yeah. remember, remember uh, Aaron and uh, Cepheus? Uh Vaguely. You know, he constantly didn't want to work with your group because he yeah. was a lawful good character, and right. you, you guys were not. <laughs> I worship Cthulhu. Uh, yeah, oh. You weren't very good at it. I was a terrible Cthulhu worshiper. I, <laughs> I didn't read the. Ne- I didn't. I never read the Necronomicon. But yeah, he, and he oh, would, wow. but yeah, yeah, he would go. Like, he would go off on his bard. own. He yeah. would go off on his own a lot. But to be fair, yeah. Aaron running off on his own did give yeah, us that beautiful shark stabbing poster I am staring at right now, which in a different game. But yeah, uh, that yeah, again, some players. Um, they are more committed to being a static, like that. This is their playstyle. They're just yeah. going to do it. Right. Um, this is me. Yeah. I don't care about the group. You know. And some players do change over time. Aaron has gotten a lot better about being like. No, he's wonderful about it. Uh, uh, even though he got me killed in a red yeah. markets one shot. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to give him shit for that forever. So, um, yeah, it's tough to think about. Um, I think I don't know. Any final thoughts before we move on to anecdotes? I I don't know. I feel like I still haven't like the, meeting the status quo. I think is the closest to a solution that I've heard. Uh, yet. It's not a PC versus PC relationship. Yeah. It, it is a campaign framing, right? Which, but I think I, the PC I, relationship I is interwoven never, with campaign. Yeah, like 
framework. They so, they are. It's just for me, like I've never done I've never thought of a campaign that I would want to run forever. Yeah. And so like I always have a story I want to have a beginning and yeah. to. So that's yeah. just me. And you have a different problem with the podcast yeah. because it's your it's your brand. I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah I, so I, yeah. I would I would maybe think maybe do like uh thrilling intent next generation come up thrilling with Thrilling Intent. Alternate universe. Thrilling intent beyond no, yeah. throwing intent well, like I a second generation next, of characters. Like, like, next generation. Like in D&D, what happened in those early 70s yeah. and 80s games is like once the players got a certain level and it wasn't fun anymore because the D&D rule set, every version of D&D is terrible about <laughs> high-level characters. This yeah. is, fuck you if you disagree with me. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. They're fucking terrible. Like once wizards get high level spells, it's done. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Um, and well, yeah, and long- I've run epic level D and D campaigns. Oh god, so, that fucking Elithid city. Yeah, I ran a two day like in real time like campaign. Like it was like six hours to resolve a fight. That sounds they- terrible. It was fun. <laughs> okay. Quick side note. Um, so, I think what you're getting at. Getting at but it, yeah, yeah, my point generation. is. Eventually, you do narratives do have to have an ending. So yeah, like, yeah, come up with like a personal way to end it and yeah. create new characters yeah. and give every character like this is their story. Maybe you discover their story, what it is. Yeah, and then like tell that story and move on to a new character. So I mean, even with Batman, like the way they work around that is one: Batman's constantly dying, being resurrected, becoming a new person. <laughs> right, uh, oh, and they, also they, they tell they, the story of the Bat family, or they yeah. crash like, the universe. Batgirl to Oracle to Batgirl to you know yeah uh, Commissioner Gordon's been Batman recently has uh, he really yeah God damn he's like in a power armor so like, oh, of course yeah. uh, I just read this on like website so I don't oh yeah, I don't yeah. Know. Uh, but that's how they dealt they, like yeah. uh, he's had you know and there there are just limits to what can be done yeah uh, oh yeah, the, yeah uh, exactly. there are these limitations so th- I would look at those ideas but like, yeah. But um, but yeah, there's not there's yeah. Okay, so so one thing that actually there's one way to address this actually that came up with Knights of the Dinner Table. Yeah, uh, the idea of having your like protege. Uh, yeah, that's the next that, generation oh, yeah, one yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next generation thing is really interesting. I just don't yeah. know how we implement it yet because right. like well, there's still so much to go on a bit with these characters. But as a side note, I mean, one of the things we'll I'm, introduce them soon and like yeah. work them in as background NPCs yeah. and kind of start building them up. As a side note, plug, yeah. plug, 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 plug. Red markets. Um, yeah, there's an end game. There's a point mm-hmm. where you say, you know, well, again, he can't do that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a unique situation, right? You no, know, it's it's unique, but it's still built Cutting in. It, it's it's yeah. baked so scary. in. It's yeah. baked in. It's really great. The idea that okay, this is where it ends. This is yeah. how you finish it. You no, have to build end up to this. points are nice. Yeah, it's great because people then, like end points. Because don't get me wrong. Yeah, I love playing a game, but I don't think I could do a ten-year campaign personally. Uh, well, yours has only been two years. It's only been two. Well, long, I'm saying you're twenty percent. There have been people who have done ten to twenty-year campaigns. Well, oh yeah, the longest, the longest. Well, I well, those campaigns are like we went to a hex <laughs> this week and we cleared right. it out, and then like you know five years later, I'm on eight characters. Yeah, we, I can't fucking do that. Well, I'm sorry. Like, the long, I, I could see the appeal. I, I, ran, of that. I ran a four-year campaign once. Yeah. The gargoyles game, and that I actually had to reboot that a couple of times. Well, that was that was that was also you didn't have an end game in mind, right? Or did you? I uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so that was it. So how did that wind up? Uh, well, the game actually finally ended with uh, going down into hell and casting the villain. So in, you you developed an end game. Yeah. So you can always tack on an yeah, end yeah. game. Yeah. Like I think one day we will, but how far off that is, I have. Uh, no you can idea. have I know uh, like a rival to one of the heroes. And then he stabs uh, a cleric healer in the back with a spear. Uh, and then, like he, he, like the villain, maybe he has like long white hair and a really long sword, right? Like a staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then, so 
this villain could become the main ga- character. Uh, right. Or like the main villain. Or like, capture, once you defeat him, that's the end of the game. Like Saruman. Sar- capture Sar- a wizard's Sepa. castle. Steven. Steven. There Steven. Capture a wizard's yeah. castle yeah, and yeah, take it over. Take over his whole operation. Original idea, feel free to use it. I will. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, you could always tack on an endgame. Yeah, yeah. So maybe yeah, if, you, if you finally decide, okay, it's time to end this thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it just requires planning. Or yeah. so, come up with like oh, yeah. a good. Uh, but you once know. you once you get that in mind, then you can start thinking about like how I want to. Oh yeah. Set up these relationships. Which wow. relationship do I want to build up and then stamp into the dirt? Or bring up like a good sunshine wow. cake <laughs> ending where the players just like go out, you yeah. know, guns blazing. Mm-hmm. They're gonna die. Yeah, you can always sun sign, uh, Butch Cassidy and the yeah, sunshine just, kid. just go for that. Yeah. and then uh, you know, you know, you're gonna die. But how do you go out? Well, it depends of, on his campaign. I don't know. If oh, it's yeah, it's not that dark. Yeah, it's you're, darkly comedic. How do you retire? Like, yeah. I mean, um, you could actually. You know what you could do uh, is do a flash forward like epilogue mini campaign or something. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, 20 years later, all the characters have retired and they have a reunion. Nice. How has your life been? Yeah. And then something happens. Something untoward happens and you have to resolve it. You know, like um, that latest Simon Pegg movie, uh, At the End of the World, where the like. World's end. The World's End, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember so, that. So, like, the idea is like they meet, re meet 20 years later. Yeah. And like you, the, each player gets to narrate how they've been living their life separately. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, oh, there's a new problem we have to go resolve. And this yeah. is our last yeah. ride into the sunset. That would work. Um, so, so there are a lot of ideas you could, and then oh, you yeah. could always go back and like this is before they split up, and then that kind of thing. But so, if you're doing like a running narrative, uh, I think next generation is actually a good way to. Hmm. I mean, I think that's the only way you're going to keep it fresh. And yeah, is eventually you have to re- you have to re- yeah. Every character has a. Has a oh, the future is yeah. scary. I mean, I mean, your characters could be immortal, but their story is not right. Exactly. So. Uh, unless you want to go to yeah. hex crawl, this you week. have at least one character. Yeah. Who I love will it. Die. You were, you were like, yeah. you wrote a thing about yeah, like that the Gripply of the future describing this old. Yeah, there was a show notes for the last episode of the New World. Like literally, the world was destroyed and reborn, uh-huh. uh, and the Gripply were in the her- inheritors. So they they kept the memory of the player characters. Oh, interesting. And they became like the mythic heroes of their, <laughs> their of their uh, mythology. So that's, that's sad. Uh, <laughs> well, the players all like basically sacrificing lives. Uh, well, no, but except the, for you. Well, the whole group unanimously chose me to go on yeah so huh. everyone else got erased uh, because uh, I was yeah. th- I was like the one lawful Absorbent. good I was the one lawful good yeah we're all dicks we shouldn't continue <laughs> on in fact, in fact like, when it's yeah. like at one point where the, you know, they asked like okay we need a leader for our you know our community yeah it's him yeah because like because he's actually trustworthy yeah. so wow. Tom went Kansas no ore from blood on his hands uh, wow so Literally, there's we're all covered in it. Um, <laughs> wow! Yeah, Look at anyway. all this blood. Uh, so I think so. Does that that help? I yeah. Think, yeah. Oh I think, yeah. yeah. I think that uh, this is a very good conversation. It's okay. Very interesting. Uh, all right. So when we get back, we will have uh, shout outs and anecdotes. <laughs> So, um, let's good see. Good talk, here. everyone. Good yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good talk. Uh, and good vaporwave, We've whatever. Said I many yeah, that was some things. great vaporwave. Yeah. Vaporwave. <laughs> I haven't picked it yet. <laughs> no, uh, it was great. I loved yeah. it. Ross, you <laughs> did pick it, and you're lying to us. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just playing mind games with you guys. 
so uh, shout outs. Um, we have some. Uh, first off, I would like to mention Welcome to Night Vale, the novel, uh, which I finally finished. Uh, it is a it is written by the two writers of the podcast, uh, and it's very. And if you like the podcast, I think you'll like the novel. Um, it's about uh, two women, uh, uh, Jackie, who runs the pawn shop and has been nineteen for like decades. <laughs> she just chooses not to turn twenty. Oh, cool. uh, good for her. Uh, yeah. of course. And well. Night Vale. Uh, then the man in the tan jacket with the deerskin suitcase, if you're familiar with the podcast, shows up and hands her this piece of paper. Uh, that is um, uh, has the word King City written on it. And the thing is, it's it's like cursed. Like she can't get rid of the paper. Whenever she burns it or gets rid of it, it shows up back in her hand. Huh. And she's like, "What the fuck? Curse!" You know. And yeah, so yeah. She's trying to figure out what's yeah. going on. And then the other main character is this woman, Diane. Uh, who has a teenage son uh, who is a shapeshifter. Uh, he can turn into like anything, including inanimate objects. Or wow. Any. And uh, she always recognizes him, you know, regardless oh, okay. of form. So, um, she's a good mother. She is a very good mother, single mother. Uh, single. And she doesn't want her kid to meet up with his father because, uh, you know, he left her long ago. Right. And He might uh, be something horrible. He might be something horrible. So, uh, and basically she has a co-worker that she forgot, uh, that everyone else forgot about, uh, the man in the tan jacket, uh, who apparently his name is Evan. Uh, Spoilers! They finally or gave him a actually, name. it's not Evan, or is it? So oh, like, good. well, it's like, it's like everything. So else. the good side is it very much gets the um, obviously the the, the tone. atmosphere, the tone yeah. of Night Vale perfectly. Uh, there's also little interludes which are uh, narrated by Cecil, like like nice. oh, like little interludes from the the community radio station. Hmm. Um, it explores a lot of the setting, a lot of sort of the aesthetic of it. Uh, the characters are very well written, I think. Diane's relationship with her son, Josh, is really interesting. They're very, hmm. like, awkward. They love each other, but he's getting but older. But he's a shapeshifter. Yeah, well, that's not even the main thing. Like, that's it's just like, <laughs> he not- wants to know his father, and she doesn't want think to. Think I fail. And okay. um, so it's written as a very real relationship, I think. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, and then... Um, the problem is that, like, the nature of their both Diane and Jackie's problems uh, involve, like, them losing their memory or other people not recognizing what's going on. So, like, the first half of the novel was kind of a slog for me to get through because a lot of it was like, all right, this character tries to do something to figure out more information. They learn nothing. Uh, and then everyone forgets about it. Uh, and they're doing a lot of – and. So it's kind of like uh, so it took me several tries to really get into it. Yeah. Um and then eventually though about at the halfway point they start like they meet up with each other and the narrative gets a lot of more interesting cuz hmm. Diane also like the man in the tan jacket is the one uh who Diane's looking for and then Jackie is the one who got the piece of paper from. Him. So they're both looking for sort of the same information. Right. Like, what the fuck is King City? And um so what they do, they team up to go there and they go to the library. Ooh. And that, I think, was the turning point for me. Because, yeah, the librarians are super scary. and, blah, 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 blah. Treat, what, and You yeah. treat them like bears. Except, yeah. well, except for the one that tried to go out and be something else. Well, it was still scaring people. So yeah. it did, That uh, didn't work out. So it, didn't, it didn't work out. So, so basically, if you're a hardcore Night Valian, uh, you probably already read it by now. But, <laughs> um, if you're not, you want an absurd, surreal kind of novel. Um, like, yeah, it, I think it's worth reading. Maybe not get it at full price. Maybe get it used <laughs> or get the audiobook. I heard the audiobook is. I mean, I've, I believe the. Audiobook I would is imagine good. the audiobook. I've, I've, is I've good. heard a lot of press for the audiobook because I listened to the podcast. I haven't read the book, obviously. Yeah, they push it, you know, the fact that the narrator 
for the regular night fail does the audiobook. Okay, so yeah, so they have Cecil Palmer. That's a huge selling point. I mean, he reads it. Crap. So yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I would give it like three out of five, you know. That's pretty good. Uh, it's, not right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. it's not like, oh my god, I must read. And like, again, the opening is definitely the word, is sort of like, a, is that's like, that's bad, yeah. Uh, but it picks up, it uh, like it has a really good resolution to it, okay. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, next up, uh, Faust, you had video game you were, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a game on Steam called Vagante, it's really fun. It is a 2D dungeon crawler kind of thing, uh. You can pick, like, a fighter or a thief or a, like, wildling or a mage, and you dive into this randomly generated dungeon, and you progress through levels and all that stuff. Uh, and it very recently, the reason I mention it is because it very recently got uh, multiplayer. Uh, and, yeah, it's fun. It's really like fun. Like online or local? Both. Ooh. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, it's quite fun. Good party right. game, good game to play with friends. I'll put it on my wish list when it, yeah. well, oh, whenever it's on a Steam that. sale. I'll, I'll yeah, get it on a Steam sale or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Um... Tom? Yep. Uh, I have one. It's a uh, TV series that Sean turned <laughs> me on to. It's old. Uh, Jeeves old and Wooster is a uh, British TV show with uh, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. It's based off the original P.G. Wodehouse, My Man Jeeves story. Yeah. Basically, it's, it's, uh, they roughly like put everything into the 1930s instead of it starting off in the 19... You know, pre-World War One is what the original story is. But, well, anyhow... Um, but yeah, this it's book. questionable. Um, but this, the issue is they placed it all in the 1930s. It's a fantastic series. If you ever heard of, uh, think of Ask Jeeves. Ask who's Jeeves? Like the web search thing? Yes. Who's Jeeves? Why is Jeeves so fucking intelligent? Right. It's because it's based off of uh, Bertie Wooster's valet Jeeves, who is hyper intelligent, omnicapable. He's basically fucking Moriarty working for a dude and yeah. being nice. And Wooster, yeah, yeah. and Wooster, he's not totally moronic, but a pretty. Oh, he is. Well, well I, I, <laughs> he's a fucking idiot. Okay, he's not quite Mister Bean, but <laughs> well, he's working. <laughs> yeah, high high bar there. But no, no, <laughs> serious, I'm being serious. It, it's actually more of a lighthearted comedy. Sure. It's not like you know, it's very dry. It's very. Uh, it's not like Blackadder. No, it, it, it's it's a dry humor. It's very uh, light. It's very you know, it's. There's not a whole lot of cussing, people dying okay. like that, but no. Well, it's it's, um, it's a very British. It, well, it's, 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 it's a very it's, okay, it's upper class British cursing in from the 30s. It's a light, <laughs> dry British comedy, and it's actually really well worth it. Uh, <laughs> kind of, it's kind of like the slow decline of the nobility in right. England. Part of it is, yeah. In fact, okay, follow me on this. Yeah. World War One saw the death of so many nobles in England, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and so part of the whole thing. That, I know it started before this, but it really carried through the rest of the series. Was that what are we left with? All the noble people went off and died. Um, so what? Yeah, so now they're narrowed to where yeah. kids are left. Right. Uh, so it's the idiots who are in all those special little men's clubs who, uh, you know, steal a moose or grab the uh, helmet off a cop's head for fun. That's who's left. Rapscallions. Yes. A lot of them. Your juvenile idiots are mm-hmm. who's left in the ruling class. Nice. Um, and, so, yeah, and Jeeves is like, yeah, he's like a brilliant. Problem solving Butler, right? Yeah. He's he's Sherlock slash Moriarty um, in this setting where um, essentially the whole premise of every episode really comes down to a problem comes up. Bertie Wooster, the noble, Thinks tries to fix it, it mm-hmm. uh, makes it, it worse, exactly. and then Jeeves fixes it. Exactly, yeah. Jeeves comes along with his pl- master plan that he's had this whole time that counted on exactly what Wooster was going to do. Yeah, and he comes out to personal advantage and fixes the problem as well. Okay. Nice. Usually, it sounds with, fun. usually yeah. with Jeeves, you are a wonder. All That's right. great. 
Uh, next up, I would uh, uh, another narrative, but uh, uh, a documentary. Uh, oh, yes. Recently seen. Uh, this. this is called the Barkley Marathons. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Uh, and the Barkley Marathons. Uh, have you watched it yet? Uh, Not yet. Oh, yeah. I really want to. It though. is really good. Um, it's essentially it takes place in the mountains of Tennessee, uh, where you do five twenty mile loops. They're over twenty five. They're actually he says twenty. They're, they're really like twenty five, twenty six miles each. Uh, you're supposed to do tw- five of these loops up and down the mountains uh, in sixty hours. So that's like a, over 100 miles, like 130 miles in 60 hours. Uh, 40 people are admitted every year, one of which is someone who has no business being there. He's nicknamed the human sacrifice. Uh, but everyone else, there's like an entrance exam to get in. Uh, you have to like prove that you're not going to get yourself killed out there. Uh, it's only $1.60 to enter because the which, guy who runs it just does it out of his which own Which for people who run marathons, they already know that that's dirt fucking cheap. Yeah. Well, um, it, it's, it's really cheap. cheap. Everyone knows a dollar sixty is cheap. Yeah, I'm saying. Like, uh, I mean, you like, have to go to Tennessee, obviously, well, to do this. Oh, still, I'm um, saying like most marathons are. And people from all over the world come here to do this because it's like yeah. the most legendary. It's one of the hardest things. It's just on the what one of the per- people involved with calls on the edge of possibility for a human. Yeah. Like it took them ten years before someone actually finished it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of years, no one is able to do it. Uh, if you do three loops, that's just called <laughs> the fun run. Uh, <laughs> But this is over the mountain, so like they have, um, you have to go through like saw briars. This is done during Tennessee during the spring. Saw briars with these massive like barbed uh, plants that will cut people's legs, and they show this like yeah, people get the fuck cut, and you have to go up yeah. and down mountains. So like the change in elevation, if you do all five loops, is like the equivalent of climbing Mount Everest twice Jesus. in sixty hours, and so you barely have enough time to do this. So like the people maybe get one hour of sleep the entire time at best. Um, and the refueling station. And so there are people who do this. And this documentary is about the 2012 run. And, like, it goes into <laughs> why he does this uh, and why the people who do – why the person set it up and why people organize to do this. I mean, it's just – Because they're all crazy. They're, all, they're, they're basically mostly, like, people with graduate degrees who are very, like, I have won everything in my life. I've gotten straight A's. I <laughs> – Study engineering. I know bleh, I I can do no wrong. I need to put like they're the people who want to push themselves yeah. to the limit and then beyond. As like there are people note, who have never experienced failure. As yeah. a quick side yeah. note, not everybody with a graduate degree is that motivated. Um, well, no, no, I'm not saying they are. I'm, I'm saying like they're like the people like the, the, yeah. These these the I can't fail. Yeah. I always win. Like I, I study know. climatology and geology, right. and I you know am a rail thin person who does marathons. I've for never fun. been slapped the fuck down in life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or if they have, they just like assholes. Uh, you know, like their 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 desire to win has ne- is just yeah. freaking the just superhuman. Yeah, superhuman. Like it's broken in their you brain. Yeah, they're just mutants in some ways. So but, um, uh, yeah, sorry, that, that's well, one way of doing it. Um, so it's a really great it's a really great documentary. Um, yeah, definitely game fodder too. There's a, we oh, actually yeah. talked about it this morning. Uh, Caleb and I were hiking, uh, normal hike, not like <laughs> 60 miles. Not Barkley Marathon. You should have been fucking running, you uh, jerk. So <laughs> where this could be like an unknown army saying, like, what if this is a sigil? Like if you, you go through these five miles uh, and like, oh, the like the waypoints, they have these books set up at like different waypoints around the route. Yeah. And like they give you a number, like if it's 152. So you have to get you have to rip out page 152 in each of these 11 books to prove you've run it. Yeah. And the books are like. 
the idiot. <laughs> they, and the, like, there's one near, there's one waypoint near a prison, and that's like the human zoo. Yeah. Uh, so what if instead like, it was like the yellow sign, yeah. Necronomicon, and all that? Yeah, exactly. So like, there's tons of game ideas in this. So oh yeah, definitely like unknown armies at the at the the limit. Uh, so that's a good one. Um, let's see here. Did you have another one, John? I didn't have any fresh ones. Okay. I've been like digging deep back into history. I'm like catching up on Adventure Brothers. And okay, okay, that's fine. Uh, I have uh, two, two more, two quick, two quick ones. Uh, one, uh, I would like to talk a little bit about Feng Shui too. Uh, which is a role-playing game. I which mentioned is it before fun. the podcast. Yeah, it's a really... Oh, yeah, you can talk about it, too. Right, yeah. Uh, I recently ran it for the first time, two sessions worth. We have it recorded. We will put it on the podcast. But the basic idea is it meant it is meant to emulate Hong Kong action cinema, but it's action movie role-playing game. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a fun system. It takes a little getting used to. Character creation is interesting because you don't pick... You don't design a character. You pick an archetype and then give them a name, and that's it. Right. Uh, um, and there's 36 of, archetypes. So. Uh, between the character creation and the system... Uh, it's exactly what it says in the box. You are doing a Hong Kong action film. Nice. You're not trying to go for deep character development. You can do it, but but what? but really, yeah. you're here to kick ass and forget the names. I mean, yeah, really. Uh, so it's actually yeah. it's straightforward. It's streamlined. It's fun. Uh, there's a lot of great pop culture references. For example, the driver yeah. has this nice white jacket. Yeah. Now, granted, they put a cobra instead of a scorpion, but we all know. Yeah. So I mean, it's really really cool. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, whenever that gets posted, you'll hear that. Um, I got some of the rules on them, sir. Who the fuck cares? It was fun. Um, we had seven types of fun. Damn yeah. it. Um, no, but it, it doesn't. It, it does exactly what it promises. And for a role playing game, I think that's the best way. Um, you don't promise deep character development and then give us the yes. massive game. simulationist you know, yeah. bullshit. Feng Shui too. It does what it says. says. It promises what it. It delivers it, what it promises. Right. Yeah, it yeah. says exactly, exactly what yeah. it says. And you, it was great. No, uh, I definitely want to run it some more. I have an idea of doing like they have it, it and the thing is it's not just modern day. Uh right. you you can do it at they have uh genre support for not just modern action but also sci-fi and fantasy. Whoa. Right. So yes. like and uh, it's actually show. uh narratively connected. So yeah, they oh. have they have a setting that that connects it but like so I want to like sort of reskin all the fantasy stuff and do a bloodborne theme feng shui. Whoa. Yeah, that's coming up. <laughs> so uh, like what Ross yeah. initially did was based off of uh It was based off of nothing. It would be a secret and a surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you better. It was uh, it was modern. Yes, it was modern. <laughs> it was it modern was, it and was a little modern. bit postmodern. And uh, yeah, there you go. It Brutalist. Was, it was, it was, oh, yes, yeah. yes, of course. Uh, and finally, uh, a movie I also saw that was uh, very red markets. Um, the Big Short, uh, which is a recent movie about the financial 2008 financial crisis, uh, about the people who saw it coming and then made a fortune off of it. Uh, there's oh. a small group of hedge fund managers and investors who predicted the housing bubble was going to pop in 2007, uh, and they bet heavily against it, like hundreds of millions of dollars against it. Uh, and it's about how everyone at the time told them they were wrong, they were losing, they were just gonna, you know, like, yeah. how could, like, one of the characters is, uh, and this is based on real people, like, Christian Bale pay, plays this guy who is hedge fund manager, and he's like, I have $560 million, I'm going to bet basically all of it on this. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who invested in him is like, what the fuck are you doing? No one's got, housing is not a bubble, I'm going to sue you, you know? Yeah. And like, it turned into this whole thing, and then of course, obviously they were right at the end, but like, that uh, they meant, they were right about the economy crashing. Yeah. Uh, so, that was... Uh, so it's it's got great actors in it. Uh, like I said, Christian Bale, uh, Brad Pitt's in it, uh, Steve Carell, 
um, and uh, are also in it. And there's it's directed by Anne McKay, who also directed Anchorman. <laughs> Uh, so it's got a comedic touch, but they they don't skip on the drama. Yeah, and it's a it, if you want this sort of stuff explained to you, it's a really it's a and in an entertaining way, it's like a really good movie. Is it on Netflix? Um, I don't know. I I, I uh, got a DVD from oh, Redbox. Cool. So nice. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyways. Oh, Netflix! Why don't you have everything? Right? Yeah. Damn um, it! I know it's on Amazon Video. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, did I say right? I meant Amazon Video. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyways, so the I think that's it for shoutouts. So yeah, uh, anecdotes. Uh, we should talk a little bit about uh, Red Market's Fallen Flag. Which hey, entire campaign? How much can we actually say, Ross? Well, I not, don't know. Not, you no, here's what I'm talking about. On me. Oh God, jeez. Uh, what we should talk about are our player on player interactions because that's been yes. Kind of All oh, right, like the fact that Cutting Amu had this weird. Yeah. Connection. A, a good one. It was it was, it was, it was awesome. It was a good one. It was, it was the fact that, that like Cuddy is a psychopath. Yes. Um and Amu is kind of a psychopath. Um, well, yes. <laughs> it took you a second and the rest of the group is trying to be like, oh no, we're still we promise we're good people. We and have both, our hum- except for half. Both cu- both Cuddy and Amu are sitting there going like and No, we know we're bad people. We're gonna yeah. play with it. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make excuses. But we're gonna play with it. It was mostly air. Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, everybody else yeah. was like, "No, I'm real. I'm a good person. I promise. I promise." We and cutting on would just immediately start allying uh-huh. after the leg shot. I think was really uh, well. Yeah. Who shot who? I, I shot Cuddy. Okay. It was an accident. It was an and accident. It was a crit failure. Cuddy's yeah. a fucking professional, and so yeah. he's well, like, and that's whatever, why, it's cool. and that's yeah. why uh, I would trust Cuddy. It's because he was a professional about it. I and fucking... when she went to like smooth it over. It wasn't necessarily for Cuddy. It was for her own peace of mind. Right. And Cuddy was like, it's cool, whatever. You don't have to pay me anything. And I was and like, no, 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 no. It has to happen. <laughs> and then so, like, Cuddy gets the cochlear implant. He gets something far more worthwhile. Well, he gets something for his one of his dependents. And I'm not going to say what it is. Yeah. I'm just going to say, you listen to the campaign, and I say, Cuddy loved this shit. Uh, you should be creeped out. Um uh, did McCready have any noticeable player um, player on uh, player relationship? There's one I think. Uh, I think it was more. Uh, he had some interesting vignettes with his brother. Yeah, we should, the first we one. used uh, other players' <laughs> role play their dependents mm-hmm. for these things. So and you also had the fucking Oreo thing. The Oreo conspiracy. Do, do we have theory? to talk? Do, uh, we have to talk about that. Don't yeah, sure. That's fine. Okay, so uh, we're uh, we're on one of our legs to a job. And uh, Tom calls, hey, oh, yeah, we're going right. to do... Yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember. We're going to do a... What's, what's the proper term? Interlude. interlude. We're, we're doing an interlude. And then Tom decides to needle Cuddy. And I'm in character, mm-hmm. so I'm like 99% committed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the zone. Actually, the thing is, I was totally in character with, oh, yeah. with McCready. Oh, no, 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 yeah. And you go... You start... What was it again? You start, you're talking about how the crash started. Right. And you're like, and the McCready's like... It was the Oreos. No, it started with McCready uh, saying it was about um, a guy that we elected. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, let's be topical. There's a certain candidate that a lot of people are freaked out about. And uh, there was an incident recently. Vermin Supreme. He's running. Yeah, I can't. I'm just so there was excited a, for There him. was an incident <laughs> involving uh, Ross actually going to a store right before this. Yeah. And uh, somebody... Like pulling Ross aside. Do you want yeah. to tell that story? On our, have you already told it? Oh my god! Oh, you're yeah, right. To I totally this. forgot. This, about this is it. the yeah. inspiration behind yeah. the Oreo yeah. incident. Yeah. All right, yeah. So I was at the grocery store, the Hy-Vee grocery store, and I was buying <laughs> Oreos. And a guy said, "You shouldn't buy Oreos." Trump says we uh, that they steal jobs from America or something like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? 
And I buy, I keep the Oreos. Yeah. Uh, because they're delicious. So there's obviously. a lot of people saying, yeah. no, we're going to buy Oreos despite Trump. And so when Tom and I started. I, I don't his, buy them for politics. I buy them for bad food choices. But no, yeah. but there, there were reactions yeah. on, you know, various, you know, chat sites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that basically when you told the story, they're like, no, we're going to buy more fucking Oreos. Um, just to, you know, spite yeah. Yeah. this political candidate. And so Tom brings up Oreos the whole political jobs. Yeah, he brings up the whole political yeah. thing, and then I have Cuddy make a joke about the Oreos. Yeah, uh, how you know yes, the Oreos there, caused the crash. There was a there yeah. was a moment, there was a movement of people buying Oreos just to spite a political candidate <laughs> who may or may not have caused the crash. We're not uh, certain. Uh, and Tom just rocks this shit, and he runs with it. Yeah, Mc- uh, it's uh, like oh yeah, no, the Oreos caused it. And by the, I'm just gonna say there was like a small, short progression. You'll hear it when you listen to it. In the yeah, this action. is very early on. This is like the first. Yeah. Uh, it's in the middle. I think. I think it's like the third session. Yeah, third session. I thought, yeah. was, I thought it was later than that. Anyhow, um, no, so, it was pretty early on. And Cuddy naturally, uh, Cuddy naturally uh, escalates, just yeah. screaming about the greater biome. And yeah, no. What I loved about that interlude was that I had everyone all self control to yeah. not take detachment or stress or something like that. Because like you're all just being driven up the wall by these two arguing having, <laughs> about Oreos no, 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 no. causing yeah. the crash. No, yeah. I think I think Caleb's reaction was like the most priceless. He's like, God damn it, shut the fuck up. Yeah, because he failed his check. Yeah, no, but it, it's not just a failing check. I think I think yeah, I think Caleb personally was being <laughs> yeah. driven up the wall by this shit. It was I great. I also think I think the shortest but the most awesome vignette was me and my brother. Yeah, we were like we were playing a game of Battleship. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it was only like we were because it's my brother blamed himself for making me into a latent, and I kind of blamed him too. Yeah, and well, so like, did I play that one? Yeah, you. Oh, that, that, was, that was another me. I, I yeah. get it. I, I yeah. got to return. Okay, great. And yeah. so the first one where it's, it's like, like no, no, sometimes yeah, we must what, die. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the lined up? And it's basically just uh, like I forget what my brother he said to me, but there's like just a long silence, and then yeah. just hit. <laughs> and then Kay, that's when Caleb's like, oh, scene. Yeah. No, before that, it was the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The very first, uh, I think, actually, I don't know. No, the scene, yeah, the battleship. I, I actually, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure somebody can correct this. It might have been the very first vignette of the campaign. Uh, it was like the first or second scene that McCurdy yeah. got. It was, it was basically the TV was on the fritz. Yeah. And I was playing Tom's brother, and he's smacking the TV a couple times, and he goes, Sometimes a thing just lives longer than it should. <laughs> and Caleb just goes, scene, yeah. we're done, yeah. we're done, we're done. <laughs> it was a good way to end the scene. It was uh, a good it was scene. Great. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. we didn't end it. Um, we kept going. Uh, but you know, Yeah, no, I wanted to give everybody their own, uh, the equal I know, amount of screen time. but I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, and so I was like all, mostly Cause banned. Because half, half vignettes tended to go a little longer than I was. I was yeah. mostly banned from doing vignettes after that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, have you seen your vignettes? It was too perfect. All right. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's something to look forward to. Uh, I mean, what Red Marks mechanically encourages, I think, lots of PC, PC oh, yeah. uh, relationships through the vignettes. No, no, I love the vignettes. Um, I love yeah. the end game and the uh, interludes. It's fantastic. Yeah. So so it's a very it's a just, it's just a great little game. It's a, uh, it's a great it, game. It gives mechanics to so, encourage people towards better role playing. Uh, yes. Buy that game, uh, but also uh, don't forget besides Volume Three. Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah. yes, yeah. listen. <laughs> You must. <laughs> All right. This you is, will is, hear uh, it. Ross Fader with Roleplay Book Radio. RPPR, episode 128. My Player's Keeper. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a good one.
Thank you.